Hello, and welcome to the BNY Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Shannon. Joining me, the DM, Peter Gorski. How are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? I almost forgot the how are you again. I, like, hesitated for a second. Do you want to start over? No, 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 no. I I just, I need to get back in the headspace. This bi-weekly structure, it's, it's affecting me. And we have... The other host, Mark Gorski, who I never thought of a nickname for, and I just got made fun of for that. How are you? He's taking okay. it in stride, Mark. I'd, I'd do better if I had a nickname, but I guess I'm okay. Well, do something nickname-worthy, okay? I'm... You should pull yourself up from your bootstraps and get yourself a nickname. I completely agree. Couldn't agree more. BNY Gaming Podcast every other Monday, bi-weekly. We are here. No Game Club games going on. Tell a friend about the pod why not let's get more listeners to this thing if we get three new listeners owen will get a tattoo of my face on it that's how much that's, that's we're, we're bleeding listeners everyone we're bleeding listeners we need them that is uh i feel like the case. i can't pay my bills guys i we're not getting ads on these i bet everything i bet everything on this podcast whatever the worst thing that could happen in the world i would be okay with it just knowing that owen at least got a tattoo of peter's face on it so if three people want to show off that'd be really yeah for me. No, the, this, this this three people coming i just look at owen's back and i see my face on it. it's like well, there was something worth living for this three people agreement i'm i'm not agreeing to this but i mean my job now is is to sell advertisements maybe maybe there's some hope for this podcast yet we can start pumping some money through it just gotta sell some. How ads many people for it. on average, or if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want, if you want to redact our 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 numbers here, I just if we ever make it big, this original, however many, like I want them to like, I want to call them something. They're the real ones. They've been with us because like several dozen people listen every week, so it's like they're they're the real ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, they're absolutely the real ones. We're we're a small town podcast, and we appreciate our dedicated listeners, however many there are. But um, you know, it would be it would be ideal to get that number going up one day. Apologies if anyone hears a barking dog in the background. It's my brother's dog. I tried to get her to be quiet, but she would not. It's all I can do. But um, yeah, getting more listeners. I've I've long had the thoughts of like, okay, I'll start putting clips together and stuff. But I mean, it just takes a a lot of work and spe- more specifically, a lot of time that I do not have. Uh, I, I mean, everything is going to the wayside because of my lack of time. I work about 50 hours a week. Uh, don't make videos anymore. Bi-weekly podcast. Where are the clips? Where are the clips? This is my, my struggle every single day of my life. How about what we've been playing? Video games. Hey, video games. Um, I'll go first. I've only played Rocket League. Zelda's gone to the wayside. Oh, Death Stranding, man. not very far. Both of these games, I'll I'll be going back to. But I mean, our dedicated listeners know I I go through this cycle, and Rocket League has caught me. And what am I to do but get stuck in the storm? I'm stuck. And also, also, you know, my my initial takeaway from this new job that I have started is uh. You know, the people, like some of them okay, some of them not. Didn't think I would be making any friends, except one guy, big Rocket League player. We've already played Rocket mm-hmm. League once. I've never been able to find the people to play Rocket League with. 
There is a, a friendship, a Bruin kindling through Rocket League. So that's something to be happy about. I want you to know, Owen, I've got a coworker who also plays a lot of Rocket League. They are the third highest rank you can possibly be in the game. So I don't know the ranking structure that well because I, I have not run through it all. Champ is not the third highest rank, is it? Do you know? I do not. I don't or is it grand it's... champion that is. It sounds. It was a very prestigious name, is what I remember when he was talking about it. Because the guy that I work with, I'm a I'm a platinum. Sometimes I'll drop down to gold. Not good, not good. But I still love the game. He he's a champ, and that means that he's like two to three levels above me. But the reality is, the difference between himself and me is that he's just more consistent because I I can move up the ranks when I consciously start playing smarter. Sometimes I play dumb and then I lose a lot of games, but when I play smarter, statistically I just start winning more games and I start moving up the ranks. Um and when I played with him, it's like he he's just consistently a smarter player who will hit the open field balls that he needs to hit. And sometimes I miss those. It's a, it sounds like a very not intimidating game, but like there, there is a very much a skill ceiling and you've got to, you got to commit to it or you gotta, you gotta know how to play cars and games, but that is just not in my skill set. I can do many games, cars and games. If it is not Mario Kart, I just can't do it. I'm not the guy for the job. I I'm think, glad you got somebody though. Yeah. I think that it's, it's not even so much the cars. It's a understanding a sport like soccer is a big part of it of like basically knowing where you have to be. And then by knowing where you have to be, you're going to be in the better positions to like hit the ball. And mm-hmm. the, the mechanics of the car is really dependent upon like when you're in the right position to hit the ball, do you hit it? That's that's really as far as the mechanics go. Some things are more difficult to hit than others, um, and sometimes you miss the easy ones, which means that you gotta gotta work better on these mechanics. Mm-hmm. Peter, are you not a rocket? I mean, when was the last time you played Rocket League, Peter? Why don't you throw in a bone? High school. Get back in there. You've got some muscle memory still built up. <laughs> of course, I was never good at it. All we ever did was like yell at Joe for not being good. You were oh, that's bad. Not a... I don't remember being good. Well, I mean, I, like... There's another guy we used to talk to who I remember being good, but... I mean, I don't... I I enjoyed when we played Rocket League. I really did. But I don't think... Because oh, the first time I see Owen flying, I would just turn the game off. Because it's like, all right, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. And even... I, I'm not very good at stuff like that. I'm... I can occasionally go up to meet a ball in a straight line. That's about the extent of my flying. I'm not I'm not a going around the field flying type of guy. Uh but uh, we don't need to talk about Rocket League much more. I've talked about it so many times on this podcast before. I feel like every once in a while it's worthy of an update, especially when I feel like I've been a degenerate and not playing any of my prestigious story games. Who wants to go next? Peter does. Nobody on Bart does. 
Because I'm going to talk for Mark. If Mark's going to talk for Peter, Mark wants to. No, next. Peter, I want to hear you talk about Death Stranding. That's no, why I say this. No, Mark's. All right, all right. I'm about halfway into the game now, halfway through. Put a lot of hours into it. And my opinions are starting to form a lot more. I really like this game. I really do. Mark, I feel like you were. I feel like you're expecting or hoping that I don't. But so far. See, I love just having a podcast on and just delivering. I I always feel satisfied getting to the delivery terminals and just dropping off my boxes. It always feels good. I always feel like I'm, I'm helping. I feel like I'm actually bettering the world. I'm, I'm connecting America together. And now that I'm opening up more paths of travel and, you know, as you progress in the game... People, oh my god, I can't get over how well the game nails the idea of, like, you progress in this game by helping others and others helping you. Whenever I'll just see a road or a fucking bridge or just, like, ladders be placed everywhere, and as you get, as I was saying before, the further you get in the game, they unlock more uh, infrastructure, pretty much, to create around the map to help you get to where you need to go, and... I haven't built I haven't built anything unless I have been forced to do it by the game. And I am progressing as easily as I am and traversing as easily as I am purely because of the kindness of others. And I just love that aspect of it so fucking much. It feels good. Low Roar continues to have great songs, but mm -hmm. the problem that I hate is that they will play a great low, uh, low Roar song as I'm doing a story mission, and then fucking Die Hard Man will call me, or I'll accidentally walk too close to a base, and it'll cut the music off, and it won't come back on. And it's just like, cut the fuck on. Like, if this is even a possibility, don't start the song. Only let me play the song if I'm nowhere near any of these installations, so I can't even risk this happening. That always drives me crazy. I'm learning the characters more. I'm learning more about Fragile and Mama and Higgs and all this and all and this whole cast and I'm liking what I'm seeing. But Mark, you told me prior to the recording that you don't like several of the f flashbacks and character stories in this game. Uh, some of the characters just really didn't do it for me, and I don't want to go into it because Owen's going to play the game. But there's like, I don't either. There's a handful of characters where I'm just like, okay, I like some of these people. And there's a handful I'm just like, this is a weird character, a weird interpretation. Are, are Kojima's being weird in ways that he is notoriously not very good for writing certain characters? Um, will you agree with me on this at least? Hmm. And I don't think you will, but I want to try it anyway. We've joked many times on this podcast of MGS5 fan of pain about when we all first saw Quiet's design and then Kojima said in an interview, you're all going to feel bad once you find out why she looks like that. And then we found out and it's like, no, we're going to keep making fun. This is stupid. Yeah, this is it ridiculous. Was, it was very ridiculous. I feel like if he had said that about some of the characters in this game, it would be a lot more reasonable. A bit. A, I see that. I knew you would say this because I a think bit. I think that pertains a lot more to one character in particular. I know I know who you're talking about, and I don't remember their whole deal, but I remember there was something. But I was really, I felt really weird about certain scenes with the character. And I mean, there are shots. There are shots of the character. Where I'm like, yeah. you're trying to have a serious moment. You're doing this. 
And it is uh, some usual Kojima-isms in that moment where it's like, I still think mm -hmm. the scene itself is good. There are two, there are like two shots and then one small character interaction where I'm like, why are you doing this when everything else here is a strong scene in my opinion? Oh, and you'll get there. Hopefully, I hope you don't drop this game. Oh but no, you... no, I I have no plans of dropping it. I've just been in Rocket League land. Mark, how often did you fight BTS? Um, I'd say a good chunk of the time because sometimes they'd be annoying or like because I I just freaking run everywhere. How often do you use vehicles, Peter? I use the tricycle. I use the tri. What the tri? What's it called? The tricycle? The tri bike? What's it called? I don't know because I didn't use it very often. I use it all times. Time. I, I got burned by vehicles because, like, I, I <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, but I wanted to transport as much as I possibly could. And if one vehicle wasn't enough, so I would load up two cars, drive one of them far enough, get out of the car, run back to the other car, drive that one a little bit further than the other one, run back to the second Jesus car. Christ, Mark. And then eventually came a there was a point in time where, like, I drove one of them into a canyon. And I was like, ah, shit, I'm going to climb out of here. I'll just get the other one. And then proceeded to drive the second car into the canyon. I said, I'm never doing this again. I hate this. I can't mm -hmm. believe this has happened to me. Two fully loaded cars. I've been doing this for 40 minutes. And now they're just stuck down here. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get out of here. Once I got the mech legs upgrade, that I, I don't know if it's an optional or not. Like the thing is, it gives you a super jump. So I'm just like, I'm just doing this so I can just jump over everything. I use the set that's just power. That's what I like doing. I like being able to carry as much as I humanly can and not have to worry about speed restraints. Oh, and are we saying anything so far that concerns you in terms of spoilers no. in any way? And again, okay. I do know majority of the plot beats Okay, I'm already. just making sure. I'm just making sure. I just want to be safe. But, uh... I mean, what happened to me? I, I love using the bike. I love it. I try to use it as much as I possibly can. But I thought I could outrun bts so i just started driving through bt zones haphazardly thinking oh i'm fine and then i had a bike that had important gear on it that gets stuck from the bts holding it so then i'm like fuck this i need that bike so then i had to run all the way back to one of the not cities i had to buy a lot of blood grenades and blood ammo and then i just went into a bt zone and i just started fighting bts because i had to shoot i literally had to shoot my way out of a bt zone to get my bike out of there and I'm like, this is awesome. Can't this you make great. the blood grenades? I, pre I feel like it was something you could craft also. Oh, right? yeah, you can craft them, yes. Okay. But I didn't have any on me at the time, so I had to go and I had to go build them back in a base and then come back for my bike. Okay. I feel like that's what I did for a lot of the game. I always had enough blood grenades to hand out or to take care of BTs whenever I had to deal with them. There was one instance with a bigger fight where the blood grenades, I just did not have enough for them. But that's the I only time this. I remember. I don't the boss think fights done. in this game, they're fucking awesome. Some of them were cool. That, that, there that's a is highlight. one in particular that you know what I'm talking about, where it's like, this is fucking sick. I don't remember when... Th there is one boss fight I know is very, very cool. I don't remember what part of the game it is, but I'm going to assume we're talking about the same thing here. Yes, and I got into that sequence, and I'm like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Like, the game is really... I Overall, the game is really good. I'm very happy I'm playing it. I'm definitely going to... Again, all I want to do is play that game. I'm going to be playing more of it either tonight or tomorrow. Just 
It's so good. There, I have is I do have some issues with it, but I will say one of my biggest issues is just it feels like some of this gameplay segments can be cut out. Like I'm not getting tired of tra- of traversing the world. I'm not. I still really enjoy it, but it's like some of this does just feel like fat to me. A lot of it felt like fat to me. Like a lot, <laughs> a lot, a bad. lot of it. I'm saying fat. I'm just saying some of these stories, the certain characters, I feel like serve no purpose and could be removed from the game. Also, again, I said it before the podcast, I'm going to say it again. If I hear Die Hard Man talk one more time, I'm going to put my head in a blender. I've now, Owen, you've played the game a little. You've played the game some, and Mark, you've obviously beaten it. And I know you're another thing, Mark, we're going to disagree on. There's something about Die Hard Man's performance that I, the way he delivers the lines, I find it so boring boring i just feel like his delivery is flat i just feel like he is just saying the lines i just like whenever Hartman talks it's it seems like he's a character he's enunci- it's just like he's enunciating he changes his tone whereas die hard man just talks a very straight way the entire time and he never really changes his emotion or enunciation rarely and it's always just this just well he's, he's a very up. he's a very high up government military official but that can, I, mm-hmm. i've seen that role before done better i don't know i just well i'm maybe. always looking die hard man it's like it's just this just feels like ocelot and phantom pain again except at least ocelot had more of a performance behind him i'd say stay tuned I think I you've lo- seen again, some story wrong. stuff, but like, stay tuned. And, uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of characters in this game I'm interested in learning. I don't know. I'm very, what I've seen so far, I'll just say, of Mads Mikkelsen. Thumbs up. Yeah, he's whenever, very good in this game. Whenever he's involved in the story, that's an, I would lean forward and the game had my intention. I would say, I think he's the best part of the game so far. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Norman Reedus' character? Oh, and hold on. You go first because then I have an answer I, for I, I was just going to say, Mads Mikkelsen is is a guy that if he shows up in something, it's like, well, I'm going to enjoy it. Whatever he's doing, even if it's like not one of his technically best performances, I'm still just going to enjoy it. It's the John Bernthal effect. Yes. Oh, yeah. Completely agree. But uh, I think, and I loved him in Walking Dead... But this, everything in the game, I just feel like, other than Die Hard, man, all of the characters around him are, like, whenever there are scenes of Sam and Higgs together, it's like, one of these actors is putting on a fucking great performance, and then the other is Norman Reedus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, when you put Trey Baker and Norman, and Norman Reedus in the same scene, Troy is acting, circles around him, he's acting his ass off, he's having a great time, and I'm in, really enjoying him as Higgs, and then you just put Norman Reedus there, it's like, does it just be, or does Norman sound, like, confused about what he's acting and reading? Not I like, mean, not, like I'm not, I'm no way am I saying, like, he's less intelligent for it, just feels like he's looking at him like, what the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck is this about? I mean, it's just, it's really weird because I feel like he plays such a small, like, he's so important to everyone, but he barely speaks in the whole game, and that just bothers the crap out of me. He barely speaks, and then when he does, and he's with other people who are acting their ass off, it's like, again, it just feels like, again, I know it's also a different character because Higgs is a lot more, like, charismatic than Sam, but it's just like, 
These feel he feels like he's from a different game. I mean, I like in the grand scheme of my memory of this game, I feel like Norman Reedus might as well might have been like a silent protagonist because that's what he is like yeah, for most of like, the game. Yeah, it's such a bummer. I, it's such a bummer. I don't hate him. I just his performance and the writing, the character itself, it's like he doesn't feel like a Kojima character. Like my favorite moment with him is if you're in like one of the dens, like the little uh, rest areas, and if you look at his balls too long, he'll punch the he'll camera. He'll punch you. I did and that. He doesn't like it. Yep, I did do that. I did because I once I zoomed in, I noticed he put his hands over his balls, like what? And then I kept doing it, and then he punched me. Which is very funny. That's a very Kojima thing that I I liked a lot. But uh, Death Stranding, I'm. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the ending because that's. That's I mean, like people say it. If I'm, if I'm already this high in the game, if people love the ending, I can't imagine I'll I'll hate it. Do uh, people the love the ending? I I think that's Mark the loves the ending. I oh. think the ending is just really good. The ending is very Kojima in some of the better ways possible. Not like that's some like it's not like some of his best stuff. I don't think. But like when I'm playing Death Stranding, I'm just thinking, where are like the the very monumental Kojima moments of this game. Like every Metal Gear moment. Every Metal Gear game has at least one. And I was like, okay, this game has to have at least one. And then we got a... the ending delivered on like it. I felt satisfied. I was like, okay, this is what I got the game for. I, I have, at least uh, got this. I have some Norman Reedus thoughts on my early gameplay experience, which is that I just think 80s American action movies are all over this game right from the start. And Norman Reedus's character is very much like he's the guy that does the job. He gets the job done. He's not here to have conversations about it. And he's like in that mold. Whether you, if you don't like that mold, that's fine. But like, that's, I don't know. Mm. I don't hate it. I'm not trying to say like he's giving a bad performance or he's too stupid to understand the material. That's not at all what I'm saying. I just feel like he's either doesn't fit or he's not. He is not nearly. He doesn't feel as central or as part of the game's DNA as everyone else does. It's like just Matt Mickelson and Troy Baker, you just see what they're doing, and it's like they're fucking giving it their all in some scenes. They're they're getting into it, and then you just see no one read it, and it's like, I understand your character is supposed to be a lot more, you know, closed off, but it's just like, okay, Mark, do you know what I mean, or am I do I just sound stupid? I mean, like I feel like it's not like that his character comes off as like dumb or like like that he doesn't no, I, know what's going I, I on around thought, him. I never thought he came off as dumb. No, but it's just like I feel like this is the direction that they wanted his character to be like in a sense like Owen's saying like he's just the guy who gets the job done. But like sometimes there's just certain scenes where like I feel like they talk about him and put him on more of a higher pedestal. It's like he's done. Well, nothing. he's done nothing. Guys. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's delivered like, again, everything, of course, box, but you know, he moved boxes in ways that other people can never move boxes in their lives. The way he wiggles and wobbles up mountains while skiing sometimes even. It's he he's a talented individual. I'll give him that. Yes. Uh, and there's incredible just, stamina, there's, by the way. Yes. I mean, he's yes. also like he's not he's not simply walking the whole way. Like he's full on, like with a little bit of pep in his step, hiking. And there are some 
portions of the game where conversations are being had where the dialogue might as well just be in like German, where it's just like you're just speaking gibberish, man. Like there is like there are mo there are a couple moments where it's just like it feels like they're trying in the game. There is one character in particular where most of the convers like most of the things she says and the scenes she is a part of, there's just she it's just like you might as well just be speaking different language. Just like what the fuck are you talking about? What are you saying to me? And I wonder if you know who I'm talking about, Mark. Now, off the top of my head, I don't think I do. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. We can talk about it later. But that's it for me with Death Stranding. Mark. Is that it? That's all you've played? Yeah, I'm only playing Death Stranding. Okay. Well, for me, everybody, I have purchased Final Fantasy 16. I've put it in my PlayStation, and I have updated the game, but I have not actually started it yet because I did not want to start it until I finished playing a game that I had made a bet that I would play a whole series before the fourth installment of this game comes out. And fortunately, during a Nintendo Direct last week, they ported Pikmin 1 and 2 over to the Nintendo Switch, and I've been playing Pikmin 2. And I've beaten it, but I need to get 100% completion because there's not much more to, to beat in the game after you've completed it. There's just a couple extra dungeons that unlock. And this game, man... Peter, you've played Pikmin 3, and that's it, right? Yes, I think Pikmin 3 is really good. Okay, and Owen, you've not played a single Pikmin. I've started Pikmin 3 before. And okay. he hated it. No, I, I, it just and didn't then click. We, and then Joe commented on it, and he got really mad at Joe about it. Okay, Joe got it for me as a gift. He commented on the fact that I didn't give it enough of a try, and I said, thank you for the gift, but you can't dictate what I play. He was a lot, he was a lot more passive-aggressive about it. Okay. Has, Continue, has Mark. Joe played Pikmin three? No. Oh, okay. I thought he maybe had like personal like feelings invested in this game. He but... was like fee five fo fum. Don't tell me what to do. I was like, oh well, Owen's getting mad. Okay. Well, this this game is is very mean, <laughs> and it's there. It's it's fun, but it's also not fun a lot of the time because I've I've come to know know this only from playing the game, and it's also. I want to say going viral, but making its way around Twitter, even just people discovering all the bullshit that happens in the first two Pikmin games of just how easy it is. Cause this game's all about planting your Pikmin. You need enough of them. It's like resource management. You're, you're, you're just lugging around a hundred Pikmin at a time. You need them to solve certain puzzles. Like the water ones, the blue ones can only go through the water. Red ones survive fire. Yellow survive electricity etc they all serve a very specific role uh but if they die you know you gotta go get more of them and sometimes that can be like slightly grindy but these pikmin die so fucking easily and the game does not do you any papers because pikmin 2 the whole objective is you need to find a bunch of just like items that are considered treasure around the map there's dungeons that have multiple floors the floor these, these dungeons all of them contain like a specific amount of treasures and the floors to these dungeons are procedurally generated to an extent. And a lot of the time, that can screw you over depending on the freaking dungeon. I've seen a lot of clips of just like, oh, you started a floor and then a giant enemy spawns like right in front of you. And just within like five frames, is it is just eating five Pikmin per second. And it's like, no, 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 no. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. You're run away. Oh, no, no, no. Now my Pikmin are running around all over the place for some reason. I've had so much bullshit happen. And it can be a big problem where it's like, oh, I'm in one of these dungeons. I'm five floors in. I need to get every treasure to get 100% completion. That is on my agenda. 
and I see a treasure that's like, oh, that's underwater. I need 30 blue Pikmin specifically to to pick that up. I can't go in the water otherwise. No one else is uh, qualified for this job. But I have to remember, last floor, some sort of bullshit happened, and I lost six blue Pikmin that caused them to like walk right into a fire. Like They just did it. They just did it on their <laughs> own whim, just walked into a fire and burned to fucking death. And I'm just like, thanks, guys. That was so cool of you. Like, it's fun. I really like the idea of just kind of managing everything. Uh, and I I was more sour on these small things where the game is just at odds against you and throwing shit at you that you just can't be prepared for. But then on Twitter.com, I started seeing other people go through this bullshit. And I realized this is, this is pretty funny when it happens to other people. Oh, <laughs> and other people are going through this. And you're going through a dungeon. And this has happened to me also. Just like there's some dungeon where a theme is just like, okay, rocks just fall from the floor and will crush anything underneath them in seconds. And just you enter a dungeon floor and just two rocks are going to fall from the ceiling. You can't get away fast enough. You've lost 20 Pikmin. Doesn't matter what floor you're on. You just got to deal with it. Just happens. Bad, bad RNG. And it's it's fun. It's cool. Some of the boss fights, there's boss fights in this game too at the end of the dungeon. Some of the bosses are cool. Some of them are less cool. Did did you play Pikmin 1? I did play it in college. Oh, okay. But uh, it's a... It's my my good friend at the time uh, when we were playing it uh, is not very fond of that playthrough. says, I didn't really actually play Pikmin 1 because... They were kind of over my shoulder telling me what to do. And the whole frame of Pikmin 1 is like, you crash land on the planet. You have 30 in-game days to find all the parts of your ship that are scattered across the planet. If you don't make it within 30 days, you lose and you have to start the game completely over from the beginning. I've always thought that sounded really cool. It's definitely very cool on concept, in concept. And it's very cool because at the end of the day, Captain Olimar, the guy you play as... It's a little bit of a log of like how the day went and how closer he's getting. And sometimes he'll be like, things are going great. I've got all the Pikmin in the world. We're making progress. Or just days of going like, we didn't find anything today. It's kind of concerning. Or days where it's like, I lost all of my Pikmin. <laughs> we found nothing today. I worry I will not get off this planet in time. I miss my family. <laughs> and the Avatar pro- uh, project is almost completed. The Avatar project is almost complete. The Assassin is right next door. Oh my gosh. Mark, would my you Pikmin rank the Pikmin games for me? Would I rank them? Yeah, how would you rank them? Well, I've only played one and two so far. Oh, I you haven't, haven't played... done three? Okay, I didn't know that. Mm-mm, I've not done three. My One of my bigger takeaways from two is just like, oh, because two introduces a second uh, captain you play as. You got Mr. Louis, of course. And I was like, oh, being able to swap between multiple characters... This is very cool. I want to. I would wouldn't mind playing a Pikmin game where there's more of that mechanic and just sending people around the map. And I, to my knowledge, that's exactly what Pikmin Three is. So you have three, three captains. There are three captains. And that sounds very very cool. Where the dungeons are kind of nice. They're just very small and cramped. Uh, and it's very intimidating to go in it. Which is that's the kind of the fun part. Is like you got to prep. It'll tell you what kind of Pikmin you need. It'll be like there's fire, there's electricity, there's poison in here. Like bring these guys. When you go in there and you kind of get it, get it already, uh, you get all geared up. All right, I'm going in the dungeon. And most of the time I'm coming out with maybe 14 Pikmin left at the very end of it. Like they are just dying. All of them are just, are just dying. We're fighting stuff that we have no business fighting. Sometimes I'm thinking, okay, I can't find this last part. 
you have a little sensor beeper that kind of tells you if something is close. Sometimes you're like, okay, I can't tell if something is buried underground here. Or if I have to kill this big enemy to get the thing I need. I'll go throw all my Pikmin at the big guy. 20 Pikmin deaths later. No, he wasn't holding anything. It was buried like right behind him. And it's like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. And only white Pikmin can ba- uh, like, dig things out of the ground. White Pikmin are not as easy to come by in this game. You can only get them in dungeons. Most of the time, I'm running around with three or four white Pikmin at a time. And I'm just thinking, all right, you guys don't fight. I set them aside because I need them for very important moments like this. Um, it is a neat game. A lot of bullshit in this game, though. Part of its charm. But also, I can see it's being very frustrating for people if they go into a dungeon, they're not ready. And they have to go out of the dungeon just to go spend a day or two replenishing all the Pikmin that they just lost. Maybe go in again, try it again. But cool game. I wish I could. I, I want to play 16 like really, really badly, but I will finish this game before then because uh, Pikmin 4 is next month. I still want to play 3. Oh, and I was wondering if I could possibly borrow your Pikmin 3. Is that something you'd be willing to do? Um, Yeah, sure. Heck yeah. Okay. That's an option. We'll be, we'll be in talks for that. Stay tuned um, for that. But that's all I got this if, week. If you have a Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, I would take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I would happily give it to you. All right, you. Joe, you're getting three houses. Yeah. When you listen <laughs> to this, Joe, he's getting three houses. <laughs> uh, maybe we could make a trade at camp, you know? Yeah, yeah, we can uh, we can talk it over. Oh, actually, maybe not at camp. I think Pikmin 4 comes up the same weekend as that. I maybe want to finish Pikmin 3 before then. Well, we have but, to go shop. We'll figure it out then. We're going to figure, we'll figure it out. Well, if I got to go shopping, and like, are you saying like I have to go well, play I mean, all of Pikmin camp, 3? We, no, we got to buy the food camp. for camp. We're not talking about this now, but we have to buy the food for camp and all we'll that. We'll buy food for camp. We'll camp get there, is in but two I want... weeks. Two? Yeah. Is yeah. it three? No. Fuck, guys, we're recording a podcast. We can't, we can't do this right <laughs> Pikmin 2. Fun it, is in, I, it is, okay, it is in three Fridays from now. We are recording okay. on Wednesday. Um, it is not this Friday. It is not next Friday. It's the Friday We're recording. The next time we record will be the okay. week of camp. Okay. Okay. Yes. So yes. Calm down, listeners. We've got our camp plan now. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. We're going to be fine. Mark will figure out when Pikmin 3 gets played somewhere. Mm-hmm. I guess before I camp, but I don't know when I, I'm not going to see you. And I'm he will just be awkwardly playing Pikmin Four at camp. I will just drive to your house, Owen, and we can make the deal there. Yeah, no, that's totally an option. I I'm sorry, but I don't really want to deliver it to you. Oh, it's perfectly fine. I'm the I'm the one on the mission here. I wouldn't ask you to just bring me a Pikmin Three. I think it's a long drive for you, so I'm just not. I'm not going to do that. I'll be there for it. I'll let okay. you know. Yeah, only totally works. of this thing. Only other thing, guys, that I've been playing is worth mentioning here. No, 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 no randomizers here. But uh, I've mentioned before that's uh, me and some friends do like platinum runs, right? We'll we'll spend certain times just getting a platinum trophy in the game, just working. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. No, I'm so upset. That's the one you remember the most is Crystal Chronicles. You could have remembered any other game, but Crystal Chronicles. I don't like that game pretty um, much. But didn't you do that for Origin? Stranger for of Paradise? Or- we did. That's my favorite one we've ever played. Oh my god, I love that game. It's my favorite Final Fantasy as of right now. Wow. It's just a very, very interesting game. But we have gotten a bunch of people together for a separate day 
to get uh, the platinum in a game that has 122 trophies in it. Which is a lot, but we're all going to be working together. And it's Minecraft. We're going to get every trophy in Minecraft. Oh. So we've got a big old Minecraft server that going right now. Awesome. It'll be it'll be a fun time, I think. Funny thing is just that uh, my friend, who is going to be the one getting the trophy, has notoriously disliked Minecraft uh, and has never wanted to play it. Always been adamant about not wanting to play it. But we've always been looking for a game to get everyone together. And there's not a lot of games that everyone is willing to play and on top of that one that is just like going to support that many players and we've always poked the idea and just like hey what about minecraft we could do the minecraft platinum he's always said no 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 and then just like about three weeks ago he's like okay guys but what if we got the minecraft server up and that was crazy we never thought we'd hear the day but it's happening does it seem like a difficult platinum well like yes and no because there's like to get the platinum, you just need to get the base set of trophies, and a lot of those are are pretty easy to do. Like I think Ender Dragon is the hardest one, and we can do that. There's enough of us who, some of us who have done it before, it's not going to be a problem. But every expansion that has come out afterwards also has a set of trophies that they don't apply to the platinum. But I don't think he's going to be super keen like, looking at his profile and like he'll say you have the platinum, but you also have 14% of the trophies. So I think we're going all the way. I don't know what all 122 trophies are in this game. I have not looked at it yet, but I imagine some of them are not going to be as easy. <laughs> yeah, and it will just take a lot of time because you got to do some mm. a ton of resource building in order to like get to the point of defeating the Ender Dragon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd is... be curious because they had a huge Nether update at some point. So all the trophies in that is just going to be involving stuff in the nether that I know none of us have probably seen before. There's a point in time of content updates where none of us have seen really how deep it goes and like what stuff is really there for that. I wish now, Mark, I feel like you, you and your other friends do do this, but I I wish our closer friends, we could like have more scheduled things like, oh, every Thursday night or something we're playing a game together and and that would actually allow the flexibility there to do something well i know some of is. us who listen to this podcast have a saturday to themselves where they don't invite anyone else <laughs> um really? yeah Tell they play more. destiny and apex well now they're doing diablo oh now they're doing Diablo. Uh, so yeah, no, joe and james joe got diablo mass- joe is a massive diablo head now I saw an Amazon sale for Diablo 4. You can get it for $40 right now. Really? Yeah. If you guys want me to link that to you right now, I could do it. I am I just simply don't have the time to play it, so it wouldn't be a smart investment for me. Peter? But... No, I, I, it's not going to happen. Okay. I would like to try a Diablo game. I've never even played one, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know I want to play it. It's just... I got persuaded to get Street Fighter Six last second. And how has that continued at all or no? No, all those people who a lot of those friends of mine who are going to play Street Fighter Six are all playing Diablo now. Oh, oh boo. It's just like, yeah. come on guys. I, I just I know they're some of them want to play more Street Fighter, but they're just all on Diablo and I'm like, guys, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? My next I game said, is one of the other fantasy or pick with four. I don't I haven't decided which yet. I know that word on Final Fantasy has been kind of going back and forth, but it's a game I want to give a try. 
Me too. And I'll, I'll I will likely like it more than you. I think. I, I think there's a possibility, but I don't know. I don't really know what to think. If if I play it and I feel like, oh, this just feels like kind of like one of the PlayStation games we're always giving shit to, then I probably won't like it that much. But if it feels more unique than that, then I'll probably like it a lot. I'll let you know uh, what I think of it and see how cool it is. I just know the ending is very divisive. Some people really love it. Some people really hate it. And that just makes me want to play it even more. Um, I'm... It's just in such a different direction from all other Final Fantasy games. I'm just, I'm very interested in it. I want to be able to have an opinion on it. Speaking of having opinions on games, I think we should do a quick uh, game club check-in because we were talking briefly before the pod and then just figured we'd have the conversation here. But Game Club, as listeners know, something we like to do. It's exactly what it sounds like. We all play the same game. We talk about it. We rank it compared to our other game club games. It's fun. But who knows when we'll be playing the next game club game. And that's for us to decide right now. We mentioned off air that August seemed like a possibility. It comes right before Starfield. So we kind of have to pick something that like we know that will get done in that month. But does that sound good to you guys? I'm 100% down. You just say the time for Game Club. I will make the time for it. Okay. Peter? Sound good? for me. Okay. I hope, I, I, I hope I'm not currently playing anything come August. So now we have to talk about what games we're considering. Peter, I know you got a couple. You can pitch those real quick. I've got two right off the bat. One I know we discussed briefly. Metroid Prime Remastered. Yeah, I'm, yes, yes. I'm down. I want to hear the options before I give too much of a reaction to any. And then the other one I came up with that I'm very much feeling is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Both of those good options. That's what I've got. Metroid Prime Remastered on sale for $40 on Amazon right now also. Yeah, it's physical. Get out of here. It's $40 for the game, though. When are you going to get this game at less than $60? Also, that's going to have some great resale value because that that physical version of that game is not getting printed very often. So you could just sell it again like and somewhere online and probably get your money back, Peter. It's physical. I want my digital games. You left Dread behind, Peter. You can't. You own Dread physically. Exactly. I left it behind. But if I buy it digitally, I can buy it whenever I want or right. play it whenever I want. Whatever. I would be fine either way if we did either of those. I'm, of course, we've got other things to go through. Yeah. I, I have one that I would volunteer, especially since it is going to be free for all of us. Oh, no. He's going to say the game that I looked at this morning and went, yeah. Alan Wake? I did. Yeah, I did see that. I went, yeah. Is it coming to Game Pass? No, no it's, it's coming, coming to PlayStation to, Plus. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Specifically remastered. I don't think you said remastered. It is remastered, yes. It's a horror game, though. Well, I mean, I mean hor- it's, it's horror games horror aren't, control. aren't that scary. Okay, yeah, Mark, you could have said Prey before Control. Are you kidding? Pre- uh, Prey is significantly scarier than... No, Prey scared the shit out of me. 
I, I think Prey would be significantly scarier in general than Alan Wake is. Prey had me walking into bathrooms just like buckets that I had to like throw at rolls of toilet paper because I was afraid of them turning into creatures and jump scaring me. I um, could. I would be very interested in Alan. It's Wake. free, and again, yeah, we. Got it's Alan also Wake like coming this year. It's like twelve hours. That's a good selling point too. Okay, you're opening me up more to it. Okay, that's interesting. Mark, what's, what are your picks? Um, I mean, my first one is something I've been screaming from the rooftops for a while now, but Shadow of the Colossus, one none of us have played. Also a very short game. Now, I have bought that remake on sale before, mm-hmm. so I have Blue point made it, right? Yeah. I also have it. Like, I, I own not. a physical copy of this game. I can't imagine it's that expensive, though. So if I were to try to buy it, I think that'd be fine. That is very compelling to me. And it is. Yeah, it is. Especially since it's like, it's a big blind spot game that, I don't know, everyone talks is one of the best and none of us have played it. That seems like a good thing to check off the list. Mm. Mark, is that all you've got? Um, So here's one I have played. That I think would be interesting if we all played. I wouldn't mind playing it again. But Life is Strange 2. That's no. A game. No. I would love uh, to no. hear Peter have to play no. a Life is Strange After game. everything else we've just suggested, I'm not saying yes to Life is Strange. <laughs> Come on. No. Peter, would you ever play a Life is Strange game for Game Club? I don't want to. No, I, I don't, mean, I don't like want to either, game. for the record. Uh, okay, great. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so... All those five suggestions, we can immediately five. say no to Life is Strange. We had six suggestions. No, 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 it was just five. You're right. Pardon me. That you're discrediting me. So, Life is Strange. Well, I'm discrediting you by saying Life is Strange is already out. So, okay. then we have Metroid, Kirby, Alan Wake, and Shadow of the Colossus. What of those, what are we feeling? Now, the games I like technically want to play the most would be Kirby or Metroid. I just, I'm not positive that they're realistic for the month of August, plus having to all spend full price on a game. The full price is, because Kirby's ten and a half hours. So lengthwise, I'm not worried about that. $60, No, but that's, though, that is, is the problem. Uh, 60, yeah. uh, $60 is the problem. The doubt of the mouth. Mm-hmm. That is the hard part. And I think every once in a while we should be willing to commit to a more expensive game, but not at a time where it's like, well, we might all end up getting Final Fantasy 16 and then we're all going to, or won't necessarily be purchasing Starfield. I might actually purchase well, I'm Starfield. Well, I'm, getting, I'm re-upping my Game Pass subscription when it comes oh, yeah. out. Mine's going to be 100% Game Pass. I'd love to own it physically, but like that's also a game... Or even if you own it physically, they're not going to give you a disc. It seems so. I thought I thought they just said and... they just reported that it is going to be a disc. I thought, or unless I, I thought it was a report. digital. At first, it was not, and then it is. Uh, oh, okay. okay. That's good to know. I was very worried. It's been like terrible this summer. Games Fest is like everyone just really throwing out there. Yeah, we're done with physical games right now. So I've many people been saying it on this podcast for years. I think it's stupid. Uh, I think it's because stupid. the numbers have recently come out where it's like, oh, wow, we're at 55% digital now or something of majority of people. And that's great. 
But what about the other fucking 45%? That's like mm-hmm. a big percentage. Adapt or die. No, no. Fuck oh. adapt or die. The, these companies have to make money. And they will, because you all want to play these games, so you're going to buy them digitally. I'm not sure that that is 100% the case. I've said this before, and I will continue to say it. On paper, the game preservationists, the Scott the Waz Foundation, they are right. In owning the game is better, it doesn't allow the companies to just decide you can't play or buy this game anymore. I totally understand it, but goddamn, I don't care. I do not care. If we go all digital, I just don't have it in me to be upset about it or to, you know, really protest it. If it happens, it happens. I just do not have the energy for this. I don't know why I'm just so ambivalent to this topic specifically, but I just see how upset and outraged everyone always gets over this. It's like, guys, I just don't. I don't give a fuck. I... I understand the preservation argument, even though I kind of think the majority of things that come out nowadays are not being preserved by their physical versions. Um, I more so like it from a collection angle. I, I like game boxes. Um, I like how they look on a shelf. And... I, I have the same mindset with, like, Blu-rays. Do I watch the majority of my movies on streaming service? Yes. But I like having the option of, like, oh, wow, I, I really like this movie, so I am going to commemorate that by buying the physical movie. I, I enjoy that aspect of things. And then Mark won't play it if there's not physical. No. Well... Neon white. Some people it's who coming. Like, Once it goes all digital, I'm gone. It's like, fuck. Sure you are. Sure you are. I not neither of you are saying this. I'm seeing some people on Twitter, some people in the gaming uh, gaming uh, sphere are like, if I'm a physical gamer. If there's no more means to physical, then I'm just done with gaming. It's like, fucking prove it. Like I I think they are lying. I think everyone who's saying that is a fucking liar. They are lying. I also think. For the average person, a like legitimate marketing technique for these companies is having a physical version in a store. If I go to Target, I still go to the game section, always. And if I'm but a fucking, if I'm when a seeing the box, says, this is what we're doing now. That's what people do. Remember I, when Netflix changed their password policy last month? Everyone's like, "Oh, they're gonna go down in flames," and they had a record profits because everyone just went, "Okay, yeah," and then they did it. Oh uh, well, I I stayed true. I I'm I have no access no, to Netflix. Did I. I have I'm not subscribed. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't updated it for me either because I was. I also think, like, but the thing is, is that. The key thing is that good games will still get made. Netflix is shitty, though. Netflix sucks. If Netflix was good, I'd have my own subscription. But exactly. Good games will still be made. So that's why people are... Again, and the fact that majority are already digital and the number's only going to keep going up, if they try to force everyone at the exact same time, like Microsoft did at the beginning of Xbox One, I know it was obviously a lot less uh, digital purchases, but the idea of if you just slowly ease everyone into it, that's how you do it, and that's how it's being done. Right now, there are only two prominent games that aren't getting a physical release, I don't think. Everything else is so physical this year. Um. Yes, and I 
I still just find it stupid. Uh, I think oh, I think if, not, uh, if Alan Wake 2 was physical, it would probably sell like close to an extra 500,000 copies. Where did you just get this number? Well, uh, I'm just assuming like if Alan Wake 2 is the type of game that's going to sell like 1.4. We don't know that. Uh, I we just, don't know that. We don't know that. You're right, but I'm estimating. I'm estimating, and I think that at least like a few hundred thousand people would opt for physical if they could, and some people will decide to go digital in that case. But who's to say? Maybe maybe the physical crowd uh, is reliant on being able to see that box in the store. As of July 2nd, 2019, from GamesIndustry.biz, Alan Wake is a cold favorite Xbox 360, quote, and later PC, unquote, exclusive, which has currently sold over 3 million copies. That was four years ago. Um, I I mean, do you, do you think Alan Wake's going to be selling, like, a ton? I, f- I feel like... I, expect- I think so, because the game's going to, I think, because Remedy and... Their prominence has risen a lot since the first it, Alan. It Wake. has, but like those numbers are from four years ago, but the game came out like 10 or 12 years ago. And I would say even more eyes would be on it now than it were 10 years ago. That, absolutely. But I still don't, I don't think it's going to be like a 5 million copy game. I could, I'm, I'm going to say it's, I, I could see it being between four to five. I think not in like the first three weeks. You're not going to do like Tears of the Kingdom. I'm saying the like the that. year it comes out, the year it comes out. Could it have a long tail and reach that? Sure, but I mean, even Resident Evil games they they take a while to start selling. I, we don't have time. I'm just I. What's been on my mind lately is as we as we're halfway through the year now, but we can do that next episode of what we think game of the year will be. But let we do that later. I mean, let's get to one note, of our topics. On a side note, Resident Evil Four for Games Club. We didn't even solidify a pick for Games Club yet. So, God damn it, you're right. What are we doing? Resident Evil Four, Peter. How would you feel about that? I just, no, Mark, I just we have four it. options. Yeah, um, Owen just played it. Yeah, it was Resident great. It, it was great. I highly recommend it. Um, I'm leading Shadow of the Colossus. Really? Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus, Peter. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus. It's time, everybody. August. Shadow of the Colossus. Mark it down. Look out for sales. I I believe I bought it for seven dollars one time. Yeah, please, please look out for it. Mark, you're good at sales. Please let me know. Oh, I I got it already, so I'm not looking. What yep. do we want to do first? What topic do we want to do first? For first, um, first, for first. I just wanted to talk about this because we haven't addressed it yet. Big changes in the the fantasy draft league, guys. We haven't really addressed here. Uh, what has been some of the things? Help me. Um, I say big things, but it's really just involves me and Peter at this point, because I have acquired Super Mario Wonder at the price of ninety five of my ninety eight uh, league bucks. That was so involved me. I didn't bid for the game. Yeah, you were going to bid for Super Mario RPG, I thought. No, I didn't bid for anything. You didn't want Super Mario RPG. Well, I, Mark, I don't... I've lost. We... I have lost. Like, I'm done. I've accepted I am done. I we want to can... pick. I like my picks. I want to ride out with my picks because I'm confident in all of them. And I want to see with the team I chose 
how far I'm going to get. We can debate if Super Mario RPG is eligible, and then we can just have a defined Saturday of like, okay, everyone, it's for sale if we decide it is eligible. But honestly, I don't know how to make that call. I don't know Super Mario RPG well enough, and I also didn't pay attention enough to the direct to really have an opinion on what they showed it's definitely seeming different enough i've joined the okay well hang on we can talk are we going to talk about this for the nintendo direct thoughts or uh i don't know when else we talk about nintendo direct stuff honestly yeah well are we doing well that was yes 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 we have the topic uh the other thing with the with the league is that final fantasy 16 has an 89 for me i'm officially projected to win but these projections really have nothing they're based on hardly anything i was hoping for at least two more points out of final fantasy 16 because that two more points would have actually been like five or six more points um crossing the 90 threshold but i'll take it 89 is not bad of course uh nintendo switch the last breath the last breath of Nintendo Switch, we think, with this direct that happened two weeks ago at this point. I don't. Last, we're getting close at the very least. How many I, breaths could they have? I mean, I remember saying on the podcast there was no way we were getting a real direct, and even after it, I still want to say I'm very surprised we got a real direct. And it was I'm like seemingly a pretty good direct. It was good. It's. Uh, it's up there for me as a really, really good direct. I thought there were so many crazy announcements here. I didn't. I couldn't believe they had this much in their back pocket. I, man, I still. I, I, I have rewatched that Super Mario RPG trailer so many times. So I've Mark. I don't think we've ever talked about Mar- Super Mario RPG on this podcast, but we've no. both played it a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a very cool uh, JRPG, but it's like in the back of my mind is one of those games that I felt like was left behind. Yes, and I there was, it, it was, was never going to come back. And it's like, okay, this is a really cool RPG. Uh, I love it. Soundtrack is also really good, but because of it being a SquareSoft game, Nintendo has barely ever tried poking at it. Very rarely, even though people, it, it has a cult following. So people have been talking about it in its in its own way, but I just assumed, oh well, it was cool when we had it. It's not an easy game to play, but it's just here. It's getting such a nice ground up remake, and I'm super. I'm I'm gonna be there day one for it. I'm, oh, me too. Me too. So, it's I forget if it's Wonder that comes out the same day as Spider Man or Mario RPG. Wonder comes out the same day as Spider Man. Okay, I'm at this point. I'm. I'm probably going to get Wonder instead of Spider-Man. I think. I could wow. be convinced either way. I could be convinced either way. Yeah, that was a, that's a big change of events there. And that's in October or November. It is the first, or it moment. It is the first real 2D like on like neck like it is the first evolution in Mario 2D since the DS. This is an event. I mean, I'm looking forward to it because. Super Mario Brothers traditional 2D is the only game I can get my girlfriend to play uh, because she grew up playing it. So having a new one, it's like, cool. That's what we get to I do. I think she'd like Death Stranding. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, but Super Mario Wonder, 
think she'll be down for him. I I assume we can play it together. I haven't done too let's, much research into it, right? Uh, let's just talk about that for a second. That game looks outstanding. Oh my goodness, that fucking art style and that that smooth McGroove esque music. Oh, that smooth McGroove esque music. Oh my god, it's so good. And all the fucking all those little anim the animations and the characters and their movement, they look so good. Did you go go back and look? Mark, did you ever did you ever like the new Super Mario Bros. art style? Or when did you get sick of it? Because I have a time where it's like, all right, this is enough. Once we hit Wii, I was starting like, okay, yep. this is enough. We're done DS here. DS and Wii are great. Everything, and then it's like New Super Mario Brothers 2 and DS, and then Wii U and Super Luigi U, and then the fucking it being ported to Switch. Like, all right, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Two of these were fine. And then as it, after it's shown after a while, you look like, oh my god, this is such an ugly art style. But and now with that, that we've seen what can come after, it looks so good. Have you guys seen the speculation that people think Charles Martinet is not returning for the role of Mario in this game? I have it. I don't believe. Okay. The issue is it's not just Wonder where he sounds weird. He also sounds weird in WarioWare, the new WarioWare. People don't think it sounds like Charles in either game. And if it was just if it was just one of them alone, I could be like, oh, that's bullshit. But the fact that he sounds distinctively different in two games, it's like, I mean, it's very possibility he finally recorded New Alliance, something he rarely ever has to do. And it's not like they could have fallen out of love with him. He was just in the fucking Mario Brothers movie in two roles earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is still him. He's just older now. That's and what I think. I think lines. they finally like, all right, Charles, it's been 10 years. We need you back in the box again. Oh, do you have an opinion on this at all? I have no opinion. I hope I hope that he's still uh, in the role. And if he sounds a little different due to age, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm fine with it too. looks great. It does look cool. It looks so good. Pikmin 4 looks so good. And the fact that, I mean, you've already talked about it, the fact they brought 1 and 2 is good. Mark, is that Peach announcement odd to you? I think it's very cool. I don't think it's bad. I'm just confused by it because that doesn't seem like that's not a that's not a typical Nintendo way of announcing a yeah. brand new game, especially yeah. one that's so different. It's definitely not a modern Nintendo thing to do where it's like, okay, our games are just ready and we're just going to keep them in our pocket. Maybe it's the kind of thing they didn't want to leak and they wanted to kind of reveal it, even though they didn't really have like the pomp and circumstance of revealing it. They're just like, but hey, we're making a Peach game and she's on a stage, I guess. So look forward to that when that's ready. Imagine if it's like like they showed us a glimpse here, but it turns out, oh my god, the next 3D Mario, you play as Peach, actually. Something I, bigger than that. I don't know. I don't really want that. If, Peach, want that? if Peach is going to get her own game, let's give her her own game. Oh, she's had a game before. It was called Super Princess Peach. It was yeah. Mark, Was it a DS game or a Game Boy game? It is a notorious DS game. Okay. It Why is, is it notorious? People are not very thrilled with how Princess Peach gets to saving the day. Whereas using her super emotions as powers oh, God. to <laughs> defeat the enemies, like some of it is just like crying and getting angry. And it's like there's four special abilities all revolving around her emotions. And everyone's like, why Ooh. would you do it this way? <laughs> this is like the worst way you could kind of do this. You know, there is something that is just like added funny of like, you know, I'm I'm not exactly surprised that something Princess Peach related was like either accidentally or purposely sexist. But the the idea of like committing game mechanics to it. 
<laughs> like these are incredibly thought out things <laughs> that we we are committing the player to mm-hmm. partaking in these actions. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's an extra step. It is it's the fact that like something like that is it was in development for years and there wasn't a point in time where someone said, hmm, this is kind of weird. I think someone might have the wrong take on this, but no, 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 no. Let's put this out there. Peach needs a game this way. Well, we've, well, come, up, we've come a long way since the DS era. Oh, we have. Because now we're going to have um, a new WarioWare game also, which I don't know. I don't think any of us here have played WarioWare, right, Peter? Have you? No, I've never played WarioWare. I would totally be down to play WarioWare if it wasn't $60. Yeah. Like, this is one I'm definitely a bit more interested in because the one WarioWare game I always wanted to play was Smooth Moves on the Wii. And this is being considered a sequel to that one specifically. Because it's all about doing weird things with motion controls. And it's kind of like, I think the fun part of those micro games is all of a sudden, like, one, two, switch. If it was a WarioWare game, I think it would have been way, way, way better. But they wanted to try to appeal to that casual sense. And also, very funny that everybody 1-2-Switch was not in the direct whatsoever. And it's about to come out, if it hasn't already. I believe it already came out. I need to see the open critic score of this game. Because I've been dying to know. I need you to get the game. I want you to know I considered picking it up for the league. I did not. Are, do that are you trying to score no points in the league? Well, th- that was the thing. I was like, okay, at this point, I was either going to aim for fourth place truly by counterpicking Peter and picking up Wonder, or I go out with a bang and just like have the worst lineup for the rest of the year and see what happens. But I said, no, I can take Peter out. I think the see what happens would have been that you would have had the worst lineup for the rest of the year. It definitely would have been that way, but. Oh, it's I not out that, yet. I love that you managed to get it by just an extra three dollars. It was five dollars. Oh, five dollars! You have three dollars left. Yes, Mark is and I, the chaos agent that I need in this league. <laughs> I still plan on spending the three dollars too. I would have picked up a second game because Star Ocean Two Remake was announced this director. I said, "Oh shit, no one in this league is going to touch that game." But it's a very special JRPG that's coming back also. But but and these remakes, the the remakes are up up for debate, and I don't. We're not going to have the Star Ocean debate. I'm sorry. I was going. I literally joined the league's official Discord because they have a channel you can go to to like argue for a game to to be like valid for a league for the general league. But I went just to. I scrolled through just to see like what past arguments were like, and I do not. A, I don't know the game well enough to truly fight for it, but I don't know if I have it in me to really fight some of these people because there's some people out there who really care about their leagues and they do not want some random remake coming in, possibly ruining their league right now. And they will do what they ha- they will say what they have to say to make sure that game does not become valid. I I find it funny that you the way you said that it was like you were judgmental of their the like oh there are some people taking it very seriously what about us i mean we're taking it very seriously i understand but i'm also just like god damn it you this is supposed to be a walk in the park you outright root for games to be bad you do he's right you do 
Yeah, but that doesn't mean I don't want them valid for the league. It's two different things here. I am the good guy here. I want I feel games like what to you be do bad. Is worse. I want games to be bad critically, not actually bad for the sake but, of this league. But most that's of the time, that's the same thing. Not, I, I'm not for like necessarily. A day. If games are bad critically, they're bad for the league. Owner. I want I want games that are just like, oh man, this really could have used one more patch, and it would have been great, seven out of ten. But then two weeks later, they got the patch. No, my, what I Mark want, is saying, what, what Mark is saying, he wants games to be bad critically for the league. But for it to actually be a good game, and the critics yes. just got it wrong. Yes, that's exactly what I'm rooting for most of the time. I just feel like that's like a a mostly. Yeah, so that rare means you're going to play Redfall, then, right, Mark? Shut up! <laughs> Stop talking about Redfall. It's in the past. Gollum came out. It's the new worst game. Why aren't we talking about Gollum? Why? What's there to say that hasn't already been said? It's also like it's not that fun. I don't think any way to hear people talk about a bad game because it's like, yeah, it just seems like it was a bad time. I, but I find talking about Redfall, I do find that a lot more interesting because there's a lot more prestige in the studio and a lot of funding that goes into it. So I do think it's more of how the fuck did this happen? Oh, I, I think the, the behind the scenes interest of Redfall is, is definitely compelling. But the Nintendo Direct. I just want to say real quick, Dark we just mentioned Dark Moon is getting a remake from the ground up for Switch, and it's just like, why? Why? That's right. That's right, Peter. Why? 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 If I Dark I Moon mean, is the, I think Dark Moon is the worst Luigi's Mansion, and I say that as someone who famously th- hates the last third of Luigi's Mansion Three. That first two thirds of Luigi's Mansion Three is fucking great. Dark Moon was just meh the entire time. I mean, what? It could probably sell a good, like, four million copies. That's... I think you're being... I think you are underselling that. I think I might be, too, but it is a game that, like, people have already played, so I'm not That's going to That's another thing. Assume. is like, people... People bought... That game sold... That was the fourth... I looked into it. That was, like, the fourth or fifth best-selling 3DS game. People played it. I think it'd be way more exciting. Again, I don't think we need a remake of Luigi's Mansion, but if you're going to do one, remake the first one from the ground up. One thing that the first one has that the other two didn't, especially Dark Moon, is that the first one is actually eerie and kind of creepy at times. Whereas the second one is just like a Saturday morning cartoon, and 3 is way more of that, but at least tr- I feel like 3 tries a bit more. Like, Mark, do you agree with that? or Like, I'm indifferent. I... Well, fuck me then. All right, sorry. <laughs> I may have missed a little what you're saying, if I'm being completely honest. We're talking about Luigi's Mansion, how the first one is actually creepy, and the second one is like a Saturday morning cartoon, and the third one leads a bit more into the first one, but not nearly enough. And if well, they're going to remake a Luigi's Mansion, they should okay. remake the first one and leave okay. Dark Moon alone. Okay, okay. I'm on the same page as you now. So my real answer to that is I can't really speak too much because I played Luigi's Mansion 1. I played like the first level of dark moon and said i don't want to play the rest of this game and never picked it up again and i never touched three so a three luigi's mansion three a game we also talked about for games club a lot well i Mark, peter, I played, peter it. played it like a Mark, year ago Mark, remember it's i true? had that whole explosion on it oh i know I yeah i'm aware but we do have but it that, on would, the table. that would mean i have to play that game over again and i don't want to do that i think that'd be fun personally but i you think want uh, to play I think we should move on to my topic of mid-generation consoles, console refreshers. Why is this? Hold on. 
Did you what not see this in the chat? God damn it. <laughs> I didn't. Hang on. Now I... we can cut this out. No, okay. no, no. It's staying. Oh, well, it's in the, the chat. You don't need to confirm it. It is there. Did either of you see two... it? I did no. see it. I knew this was happening. Okay. If there's two things I just want to close out for the Nintendo Direct. Detective Pikachu is happening, guys. How happy are we? Uh, the movie? No, 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 the game. Oh, not happy at all. I would totally see another movie. I don't care I about would the game. See... <laughs> well, if we buy the game, maybe we'll get a sequel to the movie. I so. loved, I loved the movie. I thought it was very cool. Very cool Pokemon movie. The... Glad that we got to see something like that happen. What are you two talking about? What chat? What the fuck is going Be it, on? Our BNY chat. Owen put his topic in earlier today, Pierre. Just about mid-console Oh, no, upgrades. okay. I, I just didn't like how he was cutting us off. I didn't like how he was taking it like, it's my turn now. That I didn't like. I'm looking through all of our group chats like, did someone say something? Is oh, something going on? I mean, on? I, like, ju I just thought we were done with the Direct. We we had circled around to the League and Game Club like three different well, times. Well, I don't know why he... Well, Mark, would, Mark wanted to do anything but talk about the Direct when it was his topic. That I did <laughs> not understand. But I wanted to say in closing... I stand by it. The fact that we're getting a new Switch next year, I don't care. We are not getting a... 2024 will not be another full year of the original Switch. If it is, it is at Nintendo's detriment. I don't care. I will not get off this, but I will not get off my soapbox on this. If they do another full year of the Switch, God help us. This, this is one of my favorite consoles of all time. I love the Switch. We need a new iteration. It's time to move on to what is, whatever is next. Enough is enough. Well, this could be a lovely transition for us if we're ready, Mark. Are um, ready? I just have one minor frustration to vent. We're not going to have to comment on it. Why don't we have a release date for any of the Pokemon DLCs yet? Why haven't we gotten a patch for Scarlet and Violet yet? A newer Because patch? they don't need to patch it because they're okay with the game looking like shit. I don't know if they are. I think they're upset I, about I, it. I know, Mark. I, Mark I, I can tell you they are. I can no. tell you they're okay with it. Why I wouldn't think, they be? I think they understand that maybe their reputation is a little tarnished at the moment. Okay, yeah. They're really they're really beating themselves up over that. Mm -hmm. I think they will consider what I, they've done. I or, tweeted or at them, them, and I said I was disappointed. I think they're really going to focus on that. Well, they're bringing Flygon back into the game, so that's going to be cool. All right, Owen, your topic? So my topic today is I basically just wanted to see where we're at when it comes to our opinions on mid-gen refreshes of consoles, pro versions of consoles. We talked about the Nintendo Switch just now, rumored Switch Pro for a long time. Looks like not going to happen. The things that will happen is that we're almost certainly going to get pro versions of the Xbox and the PS5. And when I say this, I don't know, I guess I guess I got to make a distinction of I am all for aesthetic refreshes. Um shout out the PS2 Slim. That that might mm -hmm. even that might even qualify as a full-on refresh. I don't really know, but shout it out. Um the new Series S little more memory 
no issue mm-hmm. that, that just makes total sense just it's offering another skew but i have more complicated feelings when it comes to the idea that like the ps5 pro could come out next year and i still feel like we haven't gotten like true blue ps5 games yet oh yeah i agree I would, I would honestly be pretty upset if one came out because I'm looking at the PS5 games I have on my shelf. It does not feel like we are far enough into this generation to to warrant it for me yet. No, and it's just, I, and again, I don't know if we're going to get it considering the trajectory PlayStation's on. I want brand new IPs from the ground up on this fucking game or on this fucking console or at the very least games that are not. I want enough non-cross-gen PS5 exclusive games. I want full-blown experiences I can only experience on the PlayStation 5 for me to be like, okay, I'm now satisfied. Because as much as I've liked a lot of the first-party selections of this console, majority of them have been cross-gen with PlayStation 4 and have been held back because of that. These are experiences I could have had on the PlayStation 4. That's what I like so much about Astro and Ratchet is that they are next-gen experiences. Give me more of those. It's also, by 16. it's part of what I like about uh, Returnal as well. It's debatably the one, yeah. only new IP uh, that is only on PS5 for Sony. It's not debatable, it just is. I mean, Spider-Man 2's on its way, so there's That's that. That's not a new IP, you silly bean. Okay, you got me. And I'm I'm cool with sequels. Uh, we don't need to rehash oh, the like the full-on all of our opinions on PlayStation. I'm cool with sequels, but we all want new IPs. We don't want the live service thing. We don't we don't have to recap that all here. No. But um yeah, I people will buy it. That's the unfortunate thing if they release a new refresher. I'm not sure if I will. I won't. In fact, I I almost definitely won't. Um, I I would just I, I would be curious to see what would happen if like there's a deal for trading in my PS5 and see how much money I would get off of it. If I could get the upgrade for like two hundred dollars by turning in my PS5. Now sure. the thing that would make me buy it is a PS5 that is smaller and looks okay, better. Okay, see, I'm here. Oh. Was, I've been ready for this. I've had this. I've won. I've had this one cocked and loaded. I understand. Look, I just, when we were kids and you used to Google Xbox 720 or PlayStation 4, you would see the pictures and Google images and the YouTube videos with the old, like, 2009 circuit YouTube music that was in every fucking video. You know what I'm thinking of. You can picture it. You can hear it. Mm-hmm. They would always have the wildest, craziest designs for their consoles. And I feel like the PlayStation 5 is the first one we got where one of those actually came true. I respect this opinion of yours, but then I see it on my shelves or my TV stand. and it's. Like, I love how it looks. I don't. I don't. I think it looks stupid. I think it I, is the, I think it's the best looking PlayStation console of all time. I agree completely. I think I it is the coolest completely. fucking thing. It is distinctive. If you were to put the if you were to put PlayStation at least two, three, and four next to each other and were to tell a random person, can you guess which one of these is which? They would say no. You look at a PlayStation one, you look at a PlayStation five, you know what the fuck those are. You know, PlayStation 5 is distinctive. There is no the original Xbox looks distinctive. 360, 1, and Series, they all look 
PS5 is one of the best-looking consoles ever fucking made. It is. It is. Yeah, no, I, liked... I mean, I'm sorry that you guys have bad taste, but you do. I'm sorry that... I'm sorry that I actually want... You're Mr. Arty, artsy-fartsy, suck-your-own-cock. You like movies with meaning. You like things to look beautiful. And don't... You, you hate pigs eating shit and just rolling in their shit. That's what the PlayStation 4 looks like. That's what the PlayStation... The, the PS2, 3, and 4 are pigs rolling in shit, whereas PlayStation 5 is parasite that's what that is of console designs it is parasite and you just want your I fast love X, all right i love parasite yes um, so you should love the playstation 5 it's the same no, thing no it's no 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 uh, here's first of all the best looking console is the ps2 slim uh, um, i grew up with it that means it's going no, no because smaller is better we've never had no, a console not. that small yeah. again and i wish yeah. that we could um it's so easy to move around. When do you you move a console less than ten times in your life? I move it literally all the time. I haven't moved my console since I, I moved into I this have packed, nine months ago. I have packed my PS5 into luggage before to take it places. What are you doing that for? Because now I I would have agreed with you in the past that I didn't move my consoles, but nowadays living in an apartment it's like i can't always guarantee that i get the tv that i want so i have to move it back and forth right now it's connected to a monitor in my room because there's no ac in the room where i would usually use a big tv so i had to put everything on a small little table and connect it to a monitor i had to move it around i go to my girlfriend sometimes sometimes that's for an extended period of time and when i know i'm gonna be there for an extended period of time i'll bring a console so that I know that I have something to do when we're not actively hanging out together. Did she ever watch you play any games with the PlayStation 5? No, I, I try to get her to sometimes, and uh, she just can't. She's not interested, which is a shame. Dang. But Not a single game where she even like was like, hmm, what's this? Uh, yeah, no, not really. Except, wow. for, except for Mario. She likes Mario, and that's it. Not even Tears of the Kingdom. Not a PS5 game, of course, but not even Tears. Not not even Tears. And I brought that over the, the night it came out, and I said... Why does she not like games? Uh, she just didn't grow up with them. Like, her brothers, like, weren't huge into them. They played them, you know, about... Like, the amount that someone who was familiar with games but not, like, a gamer played them. Like, her brother played, like, Call of Duty to some extent. But that's okay. about it. I'd say, sure, everybody won two Switch. You know, that could be the one. It could be. It could be. They actually, the thing that, on recommendation from one of our coworkers that I did buy, but we haven't played it yet together, is actually Overcooked. Really? Ooh, yeah. Okay. I've tried to get you to play that for years. Well, I mean, I have played it. You tried to get me and my ex-girlfriend to play it, in which case and I you, you, still wanted, that I you wanted to laugh at us, and it would yes. have been fun. <laughs> Because it, it definitely would have been a problem. Hey, well, it wouldn't have been my problem, so that's why it would have been funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about the extent of my girlfriend's gaming. I don't know if she's in favor of pro consoles or not. I look at the Nintendo Switch, and at this point, now I'm happy that there was no pro version. Because I feel like that would have extended the life at least by a year. 
And now that there's no pro version, I think like, okay, they should have no issue moving on ideally next year. Mark, your thoughts? I I think next year is probably when it's going to happen. There was some report earlier that suggested or suggested or was something about uh Bobby Kotick. It was mis- It was apparently a misinterpretation. Bobby Kotick has. I don't think I don't know if he was supposed to. Bobby Kotick revealed that he is in. He has been in. He has discussed the next generation of Nintendo hardware with Nintendo multiple times. Oh, okay. That's not even what I was thinking of. There was. Oh, are you <laughs> thinking of? Mario and Rabbids. Mario and Rabbids. There we go. I did yes. hear. Oh, what are you talking about? Okay, uh, he was talking. Okay, yeah, we're talking about two different things. Okay. I don't know where this came from, but I had heard Nintendo implored Ubisoft to hold off Sparks of Hope until the launch of the next console, which you'd imagine, since that game came out late last year, couldn't be too far away. They wouldn't ask them, I don't think, like, don't launch that game for two to three years. Like, it, it would have to be fairly soon. They were so right. It would have sold better. It, apparently, they're not Ubisoft's not happy with how the game sold, which is a shame because the game's fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo was right; it was a launch title that would have done way better. Well, been a cool game to have for launch, also. But also, I think it's a disadvantage that Nintendo lets Ubisoft control the pricing because I guarantee you, in two years, that game is going to be nine ninety nine on the store. So if I'm not looking to play it right now. Why would I buy it? I'm going to be able to get it for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, as it should be, honestly. No, no. But it isn't as it should be. Because while I often piss and moan over the fact that I have to spend a lot of money on a Nintendo game, the thing that is true about it is that it like upholds their brand of like, yeah, they make the best games and there's no reason for them to go down in price too much. And there are other companies that technically have the right to do this. I think PlayStation would be justified in doing this. I think they're, they're moving more towards that end of things. I think Rockstar would be justified. I think From Software is justified. I don't see why these products that are mostly digital why they have to drop in price i like that they occasionally do but i don't think they have to i think it's just because the people who were going to buy it at the price already have and the only people who are left like you just got to try to sweeten the deal a little bit you know games are expensive the people who are across that barrier the people with that kind of income to just throw 60 dollars at every nintendo from soft whatever game you want to call it granted from soft or a company like that isn't dropping games as much as Nintendo is, so it is a little different. Uh, but no, it's just affordable. I think it should games should be striving to be more affordable, whether it is a year after launch or further down the line at some point. I I think it's a push and pull. Um, you never want the race to the bottom, and Ubisoft is a part of the race to the bottom. If if they think oh, geez, this game isn't selling as well, this full $70 game, Mm -hmm. you'll look in two months and it will be 35. And it's like, well, why would I have ever bought that at lunch if you were going to drop it immediately? It devalues their games. 
I'm guessing Ubisoft just has a consistent sales record of just like, I mean, a lot of game studios do this, where most of their sales are within like a certain period within launch. And I'm guessing Ubisoft understands consistently what at what point in time I don't people stop buying their I, games. I do not think they do. Um, if I recall, even Mario and Rabbids was $40 at least a week or two after launch. Goodness gracious. I know. I'd be curious to see what price Spider-Man 2 is going to be next year. Like late next year. I'm going to look up Horizon Forbidden West. Miles Morales oh. is $70 still. Jesus. It it, dro- okay. it goes it drops down to like 40 in sales and I think that's a reasonable drop down price but um it is not a they're not going down to 20 anytime soon. I 40 is what I'm even just talking. I'm not saying everything has to be like extremely cheap. Like okay I guess God of War 2018 is five years old at this point, which is crazy to think that game is half a decade old this year. Uh, but that, 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 that makes, like, makes me sick. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2, half a decade old. Super um, Smash Bros. Ultimate, almost half a decade old. Goodness That's gracious. crazy. I remember my trip to see you very fucking well. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um, back to mid-gen console refreshes. Uh, Mark, we're in hindsight. Are you ultimately happy that the Switch Pro didn't happen, or do you still just wish you had it? I mean, like the responsible adult in me is glad it didn't happen, but the person that wants the best Nintendo experience every minute of every day is sad that it's not here. Especially because I've put so much time into just thinking about it, you know, of what it could have been. But realistically. It is probably a good thing, but I would have loved to have seen it just to point at everybody who said it wasn't going to happen and be like, what are you going to do about it? It's here. Well, now, it's a real now they're pointing at you. Yeah, they're not even pointing at me. They're not going to give me the time of day. They're just like, right. go back to your gutter rat. You're Stop right, coming out pe- here. People like me are too busy pointing at Jeff Grubb for spreading all the misinformation mm-hmm. hey jeff grubbs where's the zelda twilight princess and wind waker where, jeff where, grubb where they was at, proven jeff? right again this week though jeff grubb proven right again this week though when he uh, when he wrote articles years ago about iowa interactive was it talks to be bought by xbox and people yelled at him saying he was wrong and turns out he was totally fucking right um i, I mean i feel like at this point i could spread a rumor about about developers being rumored to be bought But by he spread it specifically around the time when they were specifically talking to Xbox. Jeff Grubb is right all the time and you're wrong. He's not like a 0% hitter. I'm just saying he's not 100%. But you, your animosity towards him is the animosity. You act like he is like 30% right all the time. You, you mistake my criticisms for animosity. I don't hate the man. I never said you hated him. I'll tell you when Animosity, I think you hate something. I mean, no, it, no, 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 no. When I think you hate something, I'll tell you. Like with God of War Ragnarok. I don't think you hate Jeff Grubb. I just think you act like he's wrong. Yeah, he's right like a fraction of the time. No, the I, I just make... I try to make sure that we remember the losses with him, okay? I'm a downer for it. I get it. Remember, there is a period where I was the more negative person on this podcast, and I feel like you've taken that mantle, and I don't know how that happened. I mean, I've I've never been the happiest person. No, but I feel like I've lapped you now, 
and I don't know how. Lapped me. I mean, we'll see about that. Um, I listen to other gaming podcasts, and one sentiment I've heard relating to pro consoles is, guess we'll have to wait for the pro consoles to hit 4K60 in games. And to that I ask, what the fuck makes us assume that these pro consoles will be able to do that? Yeah, I'm, is it at this point? That, I'm not convinced they would. Yeah, I'm not either. Like, I thought that was a shoe in for Series X and PlayStation Five original, but the fact that they haven't, it's like we is still that possible for console hardware? Like, I I don't think it is. We still can't hit 1080p 60 consistently. Which, I mean, <laughs> I again, it's it's the type of thing that sometimes it doesn't matter as much. Like, it seems like most reasonable people are being pretty forgiving of starfield i'm going to be pretty forgiving of it uh that's only on console though like on pc people are going to be able to make that game run 60 fps also so like sure that's of course we've had the conversation of pc gaming that's not everybody there's still plenty of people on console but you know it's not like end of the world it's not stuck in that that way you can play starfield day one at 60 fps technically well is there also a possibility that you can't? Do we know? The PC gaming people said Owen. Oh, they did? Okay, I mean, I guess I'll believe them. But oh. I have no other reason. I, I have to believe them. And I just understand, like, people, are, maybe not day one. Like, worst case scenario, by the end of the month. End of, the, end of, like, the second or third week, probably. people. That's the kind of game people are going to, especially the people who, like, are going to be vindicated to make it happen just to, to own Bethesda Studios, be like, look what I did. I made it run at 60 FPS, but if you go to like 50 of these planets, you'll crash and lose your save file. Yeah, I just, the, I don't know. I, I get tired of the frame rate debate. I, I prefer I it. Too. I prefer it to be good frame rate, but like I can still play games at 30 and I'm typically mm-hmm. fine with it. Every once in a while, like I do think not all 30 made the same. Uh, sometimes it is worse than others, but, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. And when it comes to these mid gen refreshers, I would assume like, I, I don't know what to assume from it. Cause you would almost think like to justify it, they would have to promise to hit that more consistently, but like, do they, I, d- I don't know what they promise you if you buy this. And we aren't the most technical bunch, so I guess we do, mm-hmm. we don't know in general. But we, yeah, I, I they I would. Think it'll be... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say they they would have to bring something out impressive to convince me that it is necessary in the first place. Like a Switch Pro, while I'm happy it didn't happen, was necessary to some extent. Uh, if they came out with it and they had clear improvements to things, I would have been on board because the Switch is something that needs clear improvements. And while the clear improvements are somewhat needed on the Series X and the PS5, I'm not sure how much they'll be able to improve it without making like a whole new generation. And then even when you get a Pro, it'll be held back by the old hardware anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like towards the end of the PS4's life cycle, 
there's a lot of and maybe at least on the third party side games that were just not running very well on uh ps5 i remember when resident evil 8 came out my roommate we were both playing resident evil 8 i played it on my pro of course it was great he played it on his ps4 slim it was struggling to get there i think that was the case for a couple other games as well i really hope that would not be the case if we were right around the corner for these and like the base ps5 gets left behind at this point i don't think that would happen maybe that would be the real consequence of people looking at this pro being like ah yes we can deliver this 60 fps that people are berating us about but i feel like even if that were the option a lot of these publishers developers would look at that and be like no we're we're just still not going to do that because we're not leaving the base console behind and then people would once again still get mad about it and it would just make this annoying conversation get even worse I don't know how much more we have to cover on this, Peter. Do you have any other opinions on on mid gen console refreshes? I hope we don't get them for a few years. And by the time, if, if we are going to get them soon, they bet PlayStation better announce some real PS Five only experiences. Because Xbox did announce last week that they are officially done with the Xbox One. They are no longer developing for it, so they're they have at least moved on. I am waiting for PlayStation to officially announce the same. So actually, let's all predict when we get the refreshes from each company i think you get both in 2025 i think you get early 2025 for xbox i think 2026 for playstation i think 2024 for playstation i think it's coming no. next year yep Please, i would be more inclined God. i agree if it if one of them is gonna jump the gun it's going to be playstation because phil recently said that microsoft is currently content with what they have in the Series S and Series X. That's why they put out the mm-hmm. Series S with more storage. They're like, yeah, we just want to make sure that you could play more games on that, but we're okay with what we have so far. We don't feel the need to get a new piece of hardware out there. Honestly, I'm going to take my bit back. I'm going to say, still stand by 2026 or PlayStation, but I'm just going to say it's not going to happen on Xbox. There will not be a refresher for that. Because honestly, even talking about the, the Phil Spencer interview was kind of funny where he talks a little bit about uh, how the great games aren't just going to make people buy Xbox consoles. It makes me feel like the consoles are just there to serve the purpose of like, okay, we have a presence on console. We are fine there. Like, I think that's all they care about is like people can play the games. Good. They have a machine that can get the job done. That's all that matters to them. And just supporting that with games be game pass is their top priority right now playstation i think 2024 is just way too soon the the ps5 or ps4 pro was until 2018 right um it was i remember it, god it of war was one of the first teams uh, mm, i thought is, god of war is was someone able to look that up quick um when yes, did the ps4 he... pro come out but in the meantime, tell- I want to actually change my things up a bit. I think PlayStation Four, our PlayStation Five Pro is spring twenty twenty five, and I don't think there is one for Xbox. I think there will be one for Xbox in twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six because they like making hardware, and I don't think that that's going to just stop. Um, I got the info, guys. I'm kind of surprised on this one. What twenty seventeen? Peter, what's your guess? I think it's 20. I bought my, I remember I went with an old, I went with an old friend of ours. We don't talk to anymore. I remember I went with him 
So I'm trying to think if I was talking to him. It physically had to have been 2017 or 2018. It was 20. It was 2017. Are locking in our answers? Yep. No, not uh, no, no. Oh. I'm doing 2016. I'm doing 2016. No, 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 really? no. Because we saw no 2017. 2017. I'm done. I'm done. That's all I'm doing. It's 2017. Okay. Answers are locked in. The official release is November 16th. 2016. It was 2016, I actually. Backed down. God damn it. I told myself I should, should go to 2016, and I got scared. Did God the, damn Did it. the consoles originally come out in 14 or 13? They came out in 13. Yeah, November 2013 is PS4. So, might as well be 2014. No. It's, well, November 2013, you get you a month and a half. Do you celebrate New Year's? On November first of a year. No, but the you game. Silly boy. But the Game Awards only acknowledges eleven months out of the year. Keelys do not dictate Keelys. the passage of time. Keelys but, but dictate gaming, the calendar year of gamer years. The yeah. world's orbit spins to what Keely demands it to. Mm-hmm. We would not. We would not cross into January and say, "Wow, these consoles have already been out a year." They came out, but that's not the year they came out. They came out in 2013. And I'm uh, I'm not fully disputing that. I'm saying they might as well have. I'm saying no. how it ought to be. No. Mark, you Mark, you and I are in agreement for once. He's being silly. No, I was I was on your side here, but then he brought up Jeff Keeley's calendar year, and I'm like, <laughs> well, you're right. No, but I am inclined to give it to him. I mean, in this case, anyways, uh, he's friends with Kojima, you know. <laughs> I I guess the the refresh came out exactly three years after. Um, but also they, but the PlayStation Four didn't have a pandemic that slowed everything down. You're right, but does that mean that PlayStation's going to slow down? They fucking should. If if they knew it was good for them, after they Act- Activision's gonna get bought in the next week or so, and as much as Jim Ryan likes to pretend they're gonna be fine, they're not looking so hot on their own live service games. So they better start slowing down and actually listening to what fans want. But you know who am I? I don't run a company. So they should. I hope they do. But yeah, no, you're not. I uh, you're not. You're not getting a pro next year. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. You're gonna get it in spring 2025. I just hope that if there is a pro, it does look like two PS5 stacked on top of each other, just like oh, the PS4 yeah. Pro. Or it's like a big sandwich, or like you still have the two white plates on the side, but like the middle part is doubled, so it's a double decker that way. I hope it has wheels because it's so fucking big, you need to push it around. <laughs> I hope it has arms and it holds your controller for you when you're not playing. I hope it could talk and ask me how my day was. I mean, hold on, hold on. They might do that. We got AI now, Peter. You don't want your PlayStation yeah, talking. I come to you. home and be like, tell me I matter. It's like, oh, I love you. <laughs> Then I can feed you advertisements because it's listening to everything you do. I want it to be voiced by Jeff Keighley. <laughs> um, all right, Peter, it's time for your topic. I'm satisfied on the mid-gen refresh topic. Everybody, everybody, come run it all. Gather around the fire. Let's talk about an old ancient tale of Halo 3 when multiplayer games used to be what the fuck. Ooh. What is happening to multiplayer, everyone? Where are we going with it? I don't know. The, what caused me to say this is the last two days, some face fuck on Twitter. I don't remember his name, and maybe he's a nice guy. I don't know. Phase? But, you talking esports phase? I, I don't know. I, it's obvious that phase, yes, but some, I don't know, like a, a janitor phase. I don't know. It seems like there's 30 different phases. 
But a viral tweet that was going around is just guys saying, when did gaming get so bad? And you had a lot of uh, nerds like us replying to it saying, this is the best year for gaming, what are you talking about? Or one of the best years for gaming we've had forever, what are you talking about? And then you had a bunch of like esports guys like with fucking knives in their hands going, oh, you fools, we're talking about real gaming, multiplayer. And then they just spit up fucking Gatorade all over themselves. Because apparently the esports scene is just, they think gaming sucks now, it's not going anywhere else. And the reason they think that is because there hasn't been any massive leaps in multiplayer since what feels like 2019, 2018. It's, the Battle Royale phase, we have to, I mean, we like you know, we're not invested, but the Battle Royale has hit its peak. And it's starting to die down. And any new attempts at multiplayer live service games are just... It's it's like getting it's like what you would picture someone getting shot out of a cannon into a brick wall. Like that's the that's every live service game right now. It's just it's alive for the few seconds it's in the air and then it's quickly dead on arrival of the wall. And every and again, PlayStation games are all likely going to not succeed. I think Marathon from Bungie is one of the few that actually has a good chance of getting grounded, finding fan base and success. But for the most part, live service games are on their way out. And multiplayer is seemingly without a path. So I want to ask you guys, what's the future of multiplayer? I think I'm, I'll start off by saying I think you're crazy by saying live service games are on their way out. I think they are. Here I think to new stay ones. Forever. I think new ones are on their way out. They're the ones that are already established are going to continue to exist, but that's like they're not going to continue an entire genre just on already established games. Like multiplayer as a whole has to go somewhere. If there's only four or five ships in town, are those the only multiplayer games that are going to exist for the next 10 years? I mean, the only thing I could see, like, immediately next is uh, something that is already, like, that has a scene on PC, makes its way to consoles, and then it's rediscovered, and it's a whole fresh breath there. But some PC people will be like, like oh, we've been doing this for a long time. The first thing that comes to mind is extraction shooters. Like, that's just been a thing. Well, that's what, yeah, that's what Marathon is. Exactly. And I think it's something like that. It makes its way to consoles, and it becomes more accessible, and people are doing this. And then we'll hear a wave of people be like, oh, this still isn't new. I've been doing this on PC. We've been ahead of the curve. It's like, well, but that's not like the big, the whole picture here. And I think that's really what this turns into. Because, of course, when it comes to like big publishers and these multiplayer games, the way that they kind of view it as just like when you've got that successful service game, you've made it. You know, you've you've got one. You've got your cash cow that keeps flowing money into your pockets. And all of them are going to keep like Ubisoft and now Sony are just prime examples of just they will keep throwing shit at the wall. And I want to differentiate PlayStation, I don't want it. The PlayStation's going to fuck up. They haven't fucked up yet. We haven't seen the games. It's true. Ubisoft has put out nine X Defiance. Ubisoft has been drowning for years. I want to say that in respect to Sony, I want to give them that respect. I want to be distinctive in that way. And that Ubisoft is just sitting in their own shit and piss. And they have been for years. I mean, if I were to Google EA service games, I bet I'd find a lot. Oh, okay, they do have their cash cow. Yeah, that's one of the big. Yeah, they have yeah. theirs. That's one of the they're, big ones. They're set at this moment. Yeah. Well, and two K. I mean, they, they've out. always been set. They they have Madden. They have FIFA. They have Apex. Like they're, yeah, they're EA good. is one of the most set. They got Sims Four. Yeah, they're they're doing pretty okay. 
Um, but Microsoft, you know, they've tried also, you know. Hey, they're about to buy Activision. That's their answer. Yeah. Never Halo Infinite, guys? Nope. Neither do they. Neither do they. Always? <laughs> Imagine that at the FTC trial. Someone brings up Halo Infinite. Phil Spencer's like, oh, shit, that's right. He just runs out of the building. He's like, I got to go back home and tell them about this. Hold on. Owen, what do you think is the future of multiplayer games? So, in order to understand the future, we have to understand why multiplayer games are seemingly failing right now. At least, I guess we have to make the distinction of new ones, but even the current ones, I feel like people are at a phase of, like, kind of thinking, like, oh, are we ever going to get a new game now? Um, And I... I think it all comes down to uh, one of our primary problems with culture nowadays, which is that just everything, everything is content. And what that means is that everything is disposable. And the winners in the live service game, we've allowed it to be who can make the most disposable content the fastest. It's a big deal that Fortnite can just always have these partnerships going on that might change up a game mode a little bit, but really it ultimately amounts to new skins in it. And like, I'll listen to podcasts and they'll say like, Oh, they're going to be checking out Fortnite because like the Goku skin or the Darth Vader skin is in there. It's but like, it's really? not just Goku. In Goku, you get the Kamehameha. You have his cloud you can fly on. There are new abilities. Like, they add new things. It's not just the skins. And in Star Wars, you have lightsabers. Darth Vader is in, you're, like, you're on right. the map you're right. at times. Like, I, I, I haven't played in a while. I felt like it used to like just be skins, and now they do add a little bit more. So... Do you still get those abilities though? I thought it was I was always Attack the on Titan was a recent one, Mark. There's the EDM gear from the show. You can like use it to get across the map. You have the blades from the show now oh, yeah. in your hands as well. Like Spider Man they... had a whole thing where there was just web swinging in the game when they brought Spider Man. I believe into the game. there still is. Yeah. Like all of those mechanics are still just present they in still, the game. They're still there. Yes. Maybe not every single one, but a lot of them are. Okay. Because I always thought, or I rather, I just assumed. That they didn't keep those around because they'd have to balance around all these things. Well, yeah, but... like there were ones like the Infinity Stone was a thing, and I, I know that's no longer there. Yeah, like yeah, that Cap was a cool game Thor's mode. Hammer, and then like Iron Man's like suit, like that was an old one. I wish I played that honestly. That still sounded so much fun. I think oh. to go back to what I was saying though, the whole uh, contentification of everything is also a matter of like well we're doing a small thing in our game every single day so you should be back here every single day and if you are not back here you're affecting the health of the game and then we might have to decide whether or not it's even viable to keep the game running anymore that was okay okay where are you getting that for the big dog so well i feel uh, like for the little one sure but I'm not necessarily saying that for the big dogs, even though that technically exists, the big dogs are big enough that they don't have to worry about that because people are playing every single day. But that's the problem with multiplayer games. If the standard is millions have to play, or at least hundreds of thousands have to play every single day, that's like winning the lottery to have a game where that can actually be the case. And we have to learn 
developers have to learn, players have to learn uh, as well, that less content updates and smaller communities can work. They can't work if you have less content, smaller communities in a game that costs $200 million to make, though. Um, and that's where the disconnect, I believe, is right now. Games are costing too much. The expectations are unrealistic. And things need to be adjusted. Now, I have an example of the perfect type of multiplayer game. And that's Sea of Thieves. Oh. Is Sea of Thieves my favorite? No. But I'm not worried that Sea of Thieves is ever going away. I don't think. I don't think in any given day. I, I'm I'm pretty sure like 500,000 people aren't playing it every single day. Uh, could I be wrong on that? Maybe. But I don't think that's happening. But they do like just enough. You know, if you have a, if you have a group of friends, you guys are going to be able to jump in there. You're going to be able to find people. You're going to fight on ships. They're going to have their like occasional big content update. We've got the Monkey Island thing coming. They did the Pirates of the Caribbean thing before. But it's not like a every day we're talking about, oh, did you hear who's coming to Sea of Thieves type of thing. Um, it's the type of game that just seems to have the right amount of expectations for everything. Because we're we're no longer going to get the game like Halo 3 that comes with its 8 to 10 maps and we're just happy. No, it's not compatible anymore. Um, But there has to be a middle ground between what the big dogs offer and that old time that we used to live in. And that's I think what I the worry best middle about, ground though, is Sea of Thieves. I don't, I mean, I, that's what I don't think for the most part there is. Like, I don't know how a how a middle-of-the-road game can come out and find long-term success in that field. Now there is just such an overabundance of live-service games and multiplayer games in that ask that there's no more room for anyone else unless you're a juggernaut like Bungie. That's why I've been thinking of this topic of the future of multiplayer is, and I know it's a boring answer, I don't know. I feel like the real future is... The little guys keep falling off, and there's no room for them. The middle gra- the middle of the road games barely hold on, and then the kings just continue to reign for the rest of I don't even know, like the decade. Like, let's let's say right now, who are the kings of live service? It's Fortnite, Apex, Warzone, Valorant, Destiny. Say Overwatch. Overwatch. Are they a king? They're king I, enough, but I'm not sure if they are. They're like, in between king and middle, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, still, they still get a lot of players, but they're doing yeah. a lot of things wrong, and their community is very vocal about the things they're doing wrong. Rainbow Six Siege is another yeah. one still, I would say. Do we count MMOs in this or no? I don't think so. I think that they're entirely different communities. Okay, get Destiny out of here then. Um. Uh, but... I guess Destiny's an MMO. Exactly. I, I think we're talking about the future of multiplayer games. I think yeah, so I the fact say that MMOs are this. at the table here, like they are still multiplayer games that people are not just playing, but people are making them kind of not as much. They're very expensive to make. 
And I would say FF14 and World of Warcraft are in there as well. Um, I'm looking at a list right now, just like multiplayer games coming out 2023. A lot of these are just updates to current games, but... Yeah, exactly. One, I mean, there was Wild Hearts that came out earlier this year. Remember that game? Yeah, the Monster Hunter game. That's so a perfect example of what I mean. It was a good game. People liked it. There's no more room for multiplayer games. There's no more room. It's full. All the rooms are booked. You can't come in. Mm-hmm. And I don't Dead know how that changes. Dead by Daylight's another one, Peter. Dead Up by Daylight there. is another one. Rocket League. Rocket League is one that is kind of finding itself in the middle ground nowadays. Where it's not like... I don't think the population of the game is the best. And sometimes that scares me. Because if Rocket League goes anywhere, I'm I'm going to have a tough time. Oh, and you might scoff, but like... And actually, no, you wouldn't. I would say Splatoon is another one. It's not a king, but it has a it well, has a big fan base. Splatoon's like a normal multiplayer game. That's uh, the, actually the a good way point. that we grew up. Yeah, that is a very good point. So I wouldn't include that then. But just well, you have the, go ahead. The one thing I would say to Splatoon, Splatoon two launched a similar way where like sure it had the single player had, uh, multiplayer modes and everything. I don't believe they launched with ranked. And then I also believe the map pool they have is very small, but like every month or two, they just add like two maps and weapons and they're just consistently packaging more in there. Where at launch, a lot of the time, Splatoon's like, this is not too much here, but as per usual, there is a promise that more will be here eventually, which is pretty servicey. I'm sure we're forgetting a game or two or a few, I don't know, but it just. And League of Legends and the fucking them. You know what? I mean, you could say Minecraft, other survival games. I wouldn't include Minecraft. I wouldn't include Minecraft. Um, Payday's coming out. Counter-Strike. I don't know. I mean, Payday's not like a juggernaut. No, Payday's not. Payday! Here's my thing. Here's all on Payday 3. I bet it's going to fail. Um... I don't I think, think so. Fine. I think it'll be fine. Payday yeah. 2, you guys don't realize, was supported for about 10 years. Yeah, I, I, I just... Where are these payday fans? Uh, I know that we always say this once. I am friends with some of them. I okay. I know I too. have friends. I have friends that were playing it literally this past weekend. I had two coworkers that were playing payday too in the past month, and I also have another group of friends. Not that they're all regularly playing payday, but like payday comes up whenever we get together. And then Genshin Impact, I would say, is another one, um... but it just. Where is the room for new live service multiplayer games? There isn't. Well, well there but isn't. at the same time, we just listed like 30 games. Well, that's what, no, what that's, I feel, no, but uh, we agree. You're saying what I'm saying is that there's no more room. But Any but, brand new live service games that get announced, I I think will I think will on unless they are a sequel to ones already announced, they will fail. Everything we have talked about for the most part came out like, five or six years ago when there was still competition for these sorts of audiences. There isn't anymore. Capcom's making Exoprimal next month. That game's going to bomb. Are you sure? It's got to review I, It could be a good game. It could be a good game. It could review well. That game is going to have its server shut off within a year. 
I disagree with that. I think it'll find its small audience, and Capcom nope. will cultivate it. Not enough for it to be, especially when they have Monster Hunter coming soon. Like they have like the next Monster Hunter World. The Monster Hunter World was one. It's I don't think it has one anymore because the game stopped getting content. But once they fucking have some Monster Hunter World, people are gonna look at X Realm like who gives a fuck. Is there actually a Monster Hunter that's been announced? There have been rumors. There's, there's a guy who I follow who was talking about who has been credible for who was sort of like, I'm here. Monster Hunter 2 is Monster Hunter World 2 is a thing that could be announced very soon. It wasn't this summer. Oh, but man. Exactly. But like, that could be the one for me. Like, guys, they're just, I can't. And again, I'm, I'm, that's why I wanted to bring up this topic because I am very adamant in that there is no more room for live service games unless it is a sequel to a already successful one or you a you or you are a legendary studio a la bungie other than that there is no more room these games will all fail within a year all of them i stand by that all of them unless this, they fit the criteria there's there's a whole other angle here of multiplayer that is the cooperative kind of games and something like that too no I, I would throw minecraft in there um which is maybe not fair, but well, Stardew, Valley, Stardew Valley is something that kind of Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing sparked a huge trend of the cozy farming game that it and has most of them that will die and fail and not succeed. Disney Dreamlight Valley is right there. Early access multiplayer is coming. Can you say that first word again? The word is I, Disney. I know no, it is. I don't want to say it. <laughs> I yeah. just didn't want to say it. Yeah, it's like, oh, no wonder that game's doing so well. It's just like, again, look at the Nintendo Direct where they announced seven farm games. No one remembers what the fuck they are anymore. No one remembers them. They're all going, I bet several of them have already come out. And they failed like, immediately. There's no, like, again, this is what I mean. I even mean in every field. In every field of multiplayer, there is no, we, like, the bubble I is going to burst. just thought of a game that would maybe be the most reviled game of all time, but god damn it, it would sell on the Switch. A farming sim game co-op where you get mm -hmm. to play as Jim and Pam from The Office. I don't what want do to think, think about this. Am I dreaming? I don't want to... Like... I don't know. I just thought like well, what are the demographics that would work? I feel like Jim and Pam. I feel like simps. it's a Facebook game, not a I Switch would, game. I would throw up and be like, "Damn, it's gonna make fucking money." <laughs> okay, but like, I just after everything we've seen, how many reports of the studio just shut down? Studio got laid off. Servers are shut down. Servers are shutting down. Like it's just there's no more room. Well, all the audiences who are into these sorts of games. Already have their picks. Are they are they are already have their communities that they've been in for years and have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars in. They are already committed. They're not looking to go elsewhere. There's no. This isn't six or seven years ago when all of this this entire aspect of the games industry was being fought over by a dozen or so devs. The battles have ended. The winners are standing standing tall, and the losers have already been forgotten about. And you now have a few people still approaching the gates, thinking they will be the next one to break in, and none of them will. There's, I think, part of the problem with this as well is that there's actually there's more than a few people. There might be hundreds of game devs out there getting ready to announce their live service game. And oh, I know, and I feel is... sorry for them. That is part of the problem. I remember a few months ago seeing a tweet from a game dev who I believe was associated with Naughty Dog who literally said, like, 
a lot of people don't realize that the entire industry is making the exact same game. And yes. when I saw that tweet, I had chills down my spine because it's like, oh, Jesus. Like the, I feel like the chasing of live service is borderline like bubble creating. Like I was, I've wanted to say this for a few months on the podcast, and then an idea I want to do of like a time capsule of like predictions of the decade. Because you usually do like yearly predictions. I love one episode where we do like predictions for the rest of the 2020s, and then come to. I know we probably won't be doing this come 2030 unless it blows up. But we'll always have it, and then we can look back and be like, "What did we think the rest of the decade was going to happen in 2023 or something like that?" Just some fun. One of the ones I want to talk about tonight before we. I don't know how much longer we have. But I've had this off for months, and as we get further and further along, I've come to believe it even stronger. We are coming for another collapse of the games industry. I truly believe this. Especially, like, the, especially when you're seeing how much it's... T- Sean Layden has been preaching the gospel about this for three years now, and he hasn't stopped. And, he keeps, and he's only feeling more and more justified in it. The amount of money that it takes to develop AAA games is not sustainable it's becoming more and more expensive and when you only have live servers multiplayer games that are as big as fortnite and apex and they have to be this big you are going we are going to have a lot of developers shut down you're going to have thousands and thousands of people laid off the bubble is going to burst and it's going to be really fucking bad for the industry that is something i predict i think i know we're not doing predictions but just something that's been on my mind a lot i think you're going to have a lot of studios that we've known for a long time like a lot of studios that were household names for us when we were growing up i think a lot of them are going to go under a lot of them are going to massively shrink you're going to have a lot of people lose a lot of jobs all over the industry and I don't see how this doesn't happen. I don't see how this can be averted. Because like you said, everyone in the industry is making the exact same game. And the vast majority of them are going to fail miserably doing so. I think there is 100% bubble bursting potential with that. Now, the one thing that I always question is... Like, it was re- it was revealed through the FTC stuff that... That the last of us part two cost two hundred twenty million dollars, huge cost. That being said, most big movies are costing that much, and I th- I thought movies weren't making as much as games. But that's just PlayStation. I don't think PlayStation's going anywhere. But like, I don't think many people besides PlayStation are spending hundreds of million dollars on games i think i think rockstar Mark my is. fucking words ubisoft will not exist come the decade come the decades and ubisoft is on a path of self-immolation and destruction and there is nothing stopping that ubisoft but is a prime example of what i'm talking about with this the they're a combination of things though they aren't a casualty because it's getting too expensive to make games they're a casualty because they forgot that they actually have to make good ones well i think they're a casualty of the live service chase. I think when I say I don't think all of these guys will shut down because it's becoming too expensive to make games, I think they're all going to shut down because all of these studios are chasing the live service trend and there's nothing to chase anymore because there's no more room. That's what I'm saying. If I said anything other earlier, I apologize. I I, I didn't mean to say that or I was mis or 
just didn't get my point across properly. I think the, the how expensive it will be will hurt some teams, like some Triple teams. But for the most part, I think it's them chasing something that is no longer there that will bring most of these do, like developers or like development studios to their end. Um, I'm in complete agreement. I think there's going to be a lot of closures there. Mark, I think, what do you think? I just, I just want to say, I think there's also, um, there are people that I think their head is on the chopping block because of some live service failures. And I think the end result ultimately will be studio closure. Um, I think, yeah, I, I would agree that we are doomed to get some studio closures just because publishers want a successful live service or want no studio there at all. Um, do I think the bubble pops sometime soon? I think maybe by the end of the 2020s, That's we see the, something happen. Yes. But like, I'm going to say the bubble pops like 2028, 2029. Like we've got we're we're in this for a while. And I don't Pete, see any meaningful change coming anytime soon. Pete Hines was asked about this when he was on the stage. Not this exact thing, but when Pete Hines was on... What's it called when you're being talked to in court? On, on the, the stand. stand. When he was on the stand, he was talking about... Because he was being asked about when ZeniMax is independent and why they wanted to be bought by Xbox. And he was talking about how when we were independent around the end there, we could not... He literally said failure wasn't an option for us. Every game had to be a success. And you could see that they were in financial straits with the fact that the ZeniMax heads insisted that they had to make live service games. Fallout 76, Elder Scrolls Online, the fucking, fucking Redfall, and then Wolfenstein New Blood or Young Blood or whatever the fuck it was. That was another like co-op multiplayer game. And you so you could see the trend that Bethesda was going through where everything was going to be, or not everything, but they were going to have to make more live service games, more multiplayer games, and then thankfully Xbox came along and saved them from having to do that. But that's one example of Bethesda. Bethesda was in financial straits and they were being forced to like, latch on to the live service chase from ZeniMax like, heads who had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. You're going to see this more and more. And I do think by the end of the 2020s, someone big will fall. Someone big... I don't know. I think it'll be Ubisoft still. Ubisoft will cease to exist by the end of this decade. I truly, truly believe that. And then you'll see others begin to follow. And again, it's just like, so is that just the future? Like, is that the future of multiplayer? It's just everyone continues to chase live service. They fail. And then that's it. Like, is there no more evolution of multiplayer if we hit the peak? Like, that? I can't accept that. I can't believe that. There. Like, where? But where do we go when there doesn't seem to be a demand for anything else? So, here is one thing that I do think is possible. And this is specifically a Fortnite problem. Fortnite, I think, can become not cool. We think that's possible. Like, I what just, do you mean by not cool? I, yeah, I, I don't. If, yeah, if, to me. if something is widely believed to be not cool, it will decline in popularity. I mean, yes and no. I look at Overwatch as an example, but there are still plenty of people playing Overwatch. There, there are plenty of people, everything. but we're not talking we're not talking about Overwatch as a juggernaut. 
I think I think in fact the Overwatch numbers could be dwindled if there was a better option out there. Um and I mean debatably, oh god, I hate to say this. Is that not what happened to Halo? Didn't Halo kind of get put in the not cool category and now it's just a bunch of us yelling at clouds about how it's still cool? Well, of course. I don't well, think I... anyone under the age of 20 has any sort of attachment to Halo. The thing Halo has that's different is that after Reach, they dropped multiple bad Halo games. It wasn't just like one they kept failing to support that had a great launch. Granted, Infinite had a nice launch, but I don't think they had the good faith built of two Halo games that people did not care for at all, which are also over the course of 10 years that was such a long time ago. Um, or they were just was a, a big disconnect from the community, new players, and the IP itself, where I don't think Fortnite has it at all. Fortnite's still going strong. They're still, uh, going, strong, still going strong, but I'm, I'm just saying Fortnite, I think, is the biggest candidate of like, People might get tired of that one day. When? When, though? Like, I I just think you're picking the worst example. You could ask this about Warzone or Apex. You could ask but, it about but, one of those. Fortnite is mm-hmm. seemingly eternal. And... Like asking, I truly think asking, when are people going to get tired of Fortnite, is the equivalent of asking, when are people going to get tired of Minecraft? No, the no. Answer is I, I mean, I'd look I at disagree. it, when are people going to get tired of Call of Duty? And, like, that's something well, it's yeah, like, that's another one. after a that's, while. Like, that's, that's, clearly, one. that's clearly never happening. Exactly. That, that so why one. can that happen? With, why is it okay that that, does, that never happens with Minecraft and Call of Duty, but not Fortnite? I have an answer. Okay. Uh, Call of Duty is a generally realistic military shooter. There will always be a demand for that. There My might not about blocks. There might not always be a demand for stupid looking third person shooters that But not everyone mm-hmm. thinks it's stupid. That's the thing. No, but most people don't think it looks stupid. But it could hit that point. It could. How soon are we talking though? Yeah, I, like I what mean, are you I'm, talking about? I'm, I'm not saying this is happening tomorrow, guys. We're practically predicting for 2030 i don't think fortnite is ever going away i think it's i think fortnite might be here till the day we die yeah like i i think it's this i think it's another generation of minecraft maybe not till we die but like if there's ever a time with a generation that so desperately does not like video games and like the medium Which is just not going like, to happen i won't say it's impossible like there could be a time gaming like, is only becoming more and more popular as more I'm generations saying, like, are born into it I'm talking about like our, for the history for like the future of our entire lives. Maybe 30, 40 years. Maybe something comes around. Games aren't like as popular anymore. Well, I disagree. I think gaming will only continue, especially as it becomes more and more popular in other fields, like in other forms of entertainment, and more people want to play the games that these movies and TV shows came from. We'll see. It could okay. be a cultural generational thing. Is all I'm saying. Maybe a generation of kids looks at games and they say, "I don't want to do this anymore." We got the hoverboard now. In a world where, I mean, Mark, look outside our windows right now. Uh It is not great to go outside because there is smoke from wildfires in a different country. Our world will become less inhabitable outside over time, and that will make more people want to stay Mm -hmm. inside and play. And what will they do when they're inside? They will play video games. 
But what if in 50 years, the cool new thing is like, hey, we're going up to the moon colony. Do you want to go up and see the moon colony? No, in 50 years, the cool thing is we're going to go dive in the full or in the old city of Miami, Florida. That's now underwater. It wants to go see that. That's the cool new thing we'll do. I'd, I'd go see that. It's like, hey, you know, The Last of Us. Why don't you do that like real life? Except without the zombies. It's just destroyed cities. I think Fortnite is Minecraft and Call of Duty for a new generation. I do. Fortnite is never leaving. And Owen, clearly, Mark and I think you are a fool who should be run out of town for thinking it could die. Well, actually, I think Owen's got some right ideas. When you put it that way, Peter, I think... I'm kidding. Yes, no, of course. It's a a rare time where Mark and I get to agree on something, and it's fun. I I just don't see how it dies, honestly. I feel like people have such a certain affinity for it, where unless if they just stop supporting it take a complete 180 for years uh then but if anything apex can die i could see apex dying but like everyone knows fortnite apex apex is maybe in the halo mold of like apex is the thing for cool kids and yes maybe it won't be but i don't know i wish fortnite would die See, that's that's what I was about to call you on. Thankfully, you said it. That's what you're saying. You don't think it's going to die, but you wish Fortnite will die. And I, I don't, I'm not offended by Fortnite existing. I have no issue with it. It doesn't bother me at all. It just, I, I even think it's like a perfectly fine game. But it's just so much. It's It's so much of what I don't like in our culture today. I know, and I, but again, I, I, I like a lot of it. I, but like, I think is, again, this is a broader thing. I like a lot of the content. I just don't like when people are like, everything has to be, like, uh, the Getty, uh, I will call it on the podcast, like, the Getty's effect. I don't like the, like, there is a world where I like a lot of the content, but when you get, like, when there's the Getty's effect over, it's like, oh, now you're making it icky. But again, I just, I've asked this to you, and I've out. I will continue to ask this to you and everyone else in your camp. Let's say this goes away. What do you think take and like? There is going to be a void. What do you think will enter it? It won't be parasite. No. Oh. Oh. I know. I know. I'm fully aware of that. I wish that there were less all-consuming options i don't like that we let all of our entertainment get to an all-consuming point and i don't know how we ever reel it back in i'm not sure if we're able to reel it back in that's the same question with live service there's no going back both have been both things that we're talking about it's i feel like it becomes a broader point in our entertainment where there are the kings and they like there's just there's no going back to how either things were and i can't picture what comes next because i don't think the groundwork and the framework of our entertainment allows for there to be a next evolution well no movies it's easier to well no because movies will also talk about what you're talking about because even though i think video games are becoming the new thing that still will enter the framework that you're talking about and that's just what the current profit margins are that's public like it's what popular demand demands that's where the public is at the public still wants live service and they have their live service and then movies and tvs they want this all content all encompassing entertainment and they have it and it's not going away because people still want it but he here is 
here's another larger cultural point that I thought while listening to a podcast. It was on the the Minmax show. They take a lot of listener questions. And one of them asks, like, hey, have you guys seen the the Apple VR thing? Uh, do you think it's cool or are you an old person yelling about how technology is going too far? And it got me thinking about that old person that yells at the cloud. And specifically, like with our phones now, I kind of feel like the old person that was trying to tell us to have caution was correct. Because now we've gone into a decade and a half of having no caution and we're all in agreement that like these phones are doing horrible things to us and they take up too much of our time and and we're not able to get rid of them, but something has to change. What does it take on a smaller scale in gaming to figure out like can the toothpaste go back in the bottle? Are what we does that able... look like to you though? Live service goes away, we go back to Halo 3 of multiplayer? That's not possible. It's not possible. You are correct. But there has to be some alternative that allows new things to succeed. Um I but I mean I said earlier I disagree because there isn't the demand. It doesn't exist. Like I just like you have some of the streamers who are bitch about man, I'm sick of battle royale games, da, 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 but it's like what's taking their place? I think Mark is onto something with possible the extraction shooters, but even then I just there's a lot there is I I do not think something can replace live service because live service has changed the framework of the multiplayer scene so much that now only live service can't succeed in this environment. I, the only thing that makes me think that something can change, and I don't have the solution. I can't even pretend that I have the solution. I, I don't have ideas. Um, but it's not just the phase guy tweeting it. Because if you put into YouTube, like, is gaming dying? You are going to find hundreds of videos, some of which have millions of views. Because this has been a sentiment recently. Because subconsciously, I think many people are aware that they're not happy with only playing Fortnite for the rest of their life. But I would argue single player is doing great right now. It is, but but these videos are most often from a standpoint of a multiplayer gamer. Okay, well, yeah. Um, it's like I don't. It's like, but I again, you'd have to because the, pub, pub, the public still likes these live service games, so it's like you're asking people to like stop an oncoming wave. Like it's not, you can't do that. It's just going to happen. I don't know how you convince millions like for every like hundred thousand people that are upset with how warzone is there's three hundred thousand who just mindlessly play it and are totally fine with it of how it is now there there's more to this though because people will play what they have the option to play and if fortnite is the game and you're joe video game who can game maybe for two to three hours a week, you're going to just play what the popular game is. That That is why 
Call of Duty is so successful. It's never really been questioned as the popular game. And I think a lot of these other ones are are getting in that territory. Like a, like a Fortnite is the popular game that you and your friends just play for a couple hours a week. Um, the thing that would change it is the companies deciding it was in their interest to change it. Again, don't know how that happens. But I think there are plenty of people that would welcome a nice change of pace, not having Fortnite be the only game. Not enough that it would be profitable. I think it could be profitable. I don't see why it couldn't be. But here's why it can't be. You can't tell me what it is. That's why it can't well, be. Because, because no one knows what they want. No one knows what they want. That that Again, that is why I'm telling you, which is why... All of the big dogs stay successful because the companies have just said, well, you're still playing it, so it's clearly what you want. But then there's millions of people expressing the sentiment that they feel like this is the only game they can play and it's driving them crazy. But then how many new live service games get announced and come out and then no one plays them? Okay, so here's here's my take on all this say, right where now. Where have you been? Yeah. My... My th- my thing is, or I think a lot of people are tired about games right now, and multiplayer games specifically, is definitely a result of kind of burnout. Whether it is a burnout of just so much of a certain kind of game, or just people are just playing multiplayer games so much that they just need to take a quick break and be like, "All right, you're just we're just in too deep at this point. Take a break. Maybe come back later. Things are a bit more fresh." I really think, honestly, if there is a step forward that's like reinvigorating to a lot of people it's still going to be multiplayer focus but i think uh something cooperative is going to be the one that shatters this make people really because i really think ultimately people just need to take a break from these big multiplayer games to find something cool or new and i think it has to be a very different experience i think something like say for example cooperative elden ring that's something that's very different than just playing a season of Fortnite, Valorant, whatever. And Diablo right now, I think, is kind of the same thing, but that's just more of a cooperative PvE experience. A lot of people are liking that a lot. Uh, That is what I think it is. The fact that a very different kind of multiplayer game gets that kind of praise right now is very telling. It is a lot of the problem, I think, kind of stems from people just being too into some of these uh, service games and just need to try something else. They need to take a break. Uh, just a new flavor of game. I think you're technically correct. I do not think that co-op is the the king killer, mm-hmm. like we're talking about here. Um, I don't think it's really possible for that for co-op to do that. But um, truly, I think marathon is the only thing coming in the next four years. Like few, I don't know, except four, but a few years where it's just like this has a chance of changing the game. Okay, here, a bit. Here's a, a bit, perfect... not massively, but a bit. Here's a perfect uh, comparison to the point that I I have been trying to make for the last little bit, and then we should think about wrapping up the the episode with some final comments. Um. I think we are beyond a point where a competitor to Madden would be heavily uh, supported. If it was a better quality game than Madden, Madden's not losing everyone overnight, but all of a sudden there would be like a much bigger dent than they would ever expect in their player base. Because Madden has been the only 
game in town. And that's what it feels like some of these other live service games are like, even though it's not actually true. There's been a lot of other options, but for whatever reason, maybe these options weren't marketed well enough and people don't know about them. Or maybe uh, maybe people's expectations are just a little too high for some newer games. I don't know. But while we would view Madden as a king, it is almost certainly one of these live service kings, I think the fact that people would embrace a competitor gives hope that there is chance that new games could happen. As I am going the... to counter your point. Okay. Politics. Everyone well, okay, always hates. Yes. We, everyone always hates whenever president comes around and they're like, "We need someone different. We need someone new." And then they come around and they go, "No, not that. Something else. No, not that. Something else." Because whenever you imagine what you want it's perfect because it's your imagination it could be whatever you want it to be but when the reality comes crashing down and something just is you don't like it and that's what i think was wrong with these people and i say that i kind of include you in this is that everyone wants this abstract perf either whether it be flow bone perfection or just this flag in the ground of like if it was just this then we could get out of this. There's not going to be a silver bullet that fixes all of these problems in the multiplayer scene. It's not coming. It's not going to happen. You are never going to get one single product that changes the way we see things and the way the developers create their games or market their games. It's not happening. As long as everyone lets their imagination drive their desires, like uh, not their realistic expectations, we're never going to get out of the scenario we are in right now. You're correct. I can tell you the football game I want. I want a, a physics-based football game with some better franchise management systems. If the game came out like that, I'd be pretty happy about it. Uh, Peter, Peter, what multiplayer game do you really want right now? I don't want one. If I'm being honest, like I'm content with... I'm really liking single-player games right now. Honestly, my only multiplayer hopes is I wish I had gotten into Destiny when I was younger. That's really it. I would like a Destiny game. That's all I want. Like, I don't... I would like... I wish I could have gotten into Destiny or a good Halo Battle Royale. I wouldn't mind a Halo Battle Royale right now. Other than that, I don't really want a multiplayer experience. I just want to keep playing my single-player games. But uh, okay. that kind of makes it so that we're you're removed from the conversation and in general we kind of are too we'll, well yeah all of us are games, but yeah um okay i think peter you you just gave some pretty good final thoughts mark do you have uh anything else you want to say today i think i think multiplayer games i think there's going to always be a stigma of people just being kind of burnt out unless people really realize Hey guys, we're kind of burning out right now. We got to take a break. Something's got to mix this up because these kind of games are just going to keep on coming and it's on us to kind of figure out when we're at our limits. Fair enough. I have hope that there will be times where new can succeed uh, and it'll be dramatic and then everyone will talk about like oh remember that year that the next big juggernaut came along i think there is always space 
for a king to be killed and someone to take its place. But it won't be that that the king is replaced by 15 different hunt showdowns that are suddenly like super successful. Even though Hunt Showdown, I, I, th- I think, is the type of game I've been talking about of, like, they found their community and they just seem to be chilling mm-hmm. with it. I, th- I think Hunt Showdown is the extraction game. Um, that isn't Tarkov, you mean? I think it's more popular than Tarkov, honestly. Oh. I have no idea what the fuck you two are even talking about. Uh, well, either way, uh, new games will come along. And then they'll live on long enough for everyone to make a video about how tired they are of it. That's my final thought. This has been the BNY Gaming Podcast, episode 105, I believe. It's been a fun one. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you in another two weeks. Bye, everyone. Adios, everyone.